Oi, you lot. You're listening to Garage Hammer. Episode 118. On tonight's episode, the Manlings take a break from all the elvish nonsense and the end times gloom to bring you Adepticon gloom. <laughs> Shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the Garage U Tools. For the next three hours or thereabouts, we're going to do the best we can to inform, entertain, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you a state of the union, the great diaspora, and Air Vermeulen, I'm Chris Yu. And I am so out of here. That's the quote? No, that's not a quote. I'm just... Oh. I'm, I'm feeling the... I'm feeling the end times blues. And oh, uh-oh. So... Ugh, well, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. We'll delve into that in further detail. <laughs> You're darn right we will. Yes. Because great googly moogly somebody needs a punch in the face and it's not me oh well i'm the only one here so uh <laughs> okay it won't be you you telling me to pucker up buttercup because here it comes <laughs> you're my huckleberry knuckle <laughs> <laughs> sandwich oh boy well before you hit me uh let's uh take a moment to thank our sponsors so you know what before that i did actually have a real name and i know you'll get this one and hopefully if you don't then you should i'm slipping jimmy Oh, come on. I, I had to give you a softball after the last few weeks. You've been getting pissed off. But not everyone You're not get a that. real lawyer. Oh, my God. Dude. Okay. Let's thank the sponsors because that will come in and what we've been watching. Holy crap. Yes. So. Unique Gifts and Games located in. Grays, Lake Illinois. Mantic Games. Building Bigger Armies. Mersha Miniatures. M-I-E-R-C-E hyphen miniatures. And finally, Battle Phone, protecting your... Army! Wow, that was a weird, like... I don't, I don't know, know what that was. That was like my weird WWF thing. I don't know. It could have been. Or it was a dog. It was a, I don't know. <laughs> that, and it was also... Um, what was that late night talk show? Arsenio Hall, you know. Oh, those guys. That's, <laughs> yes, that, yes, that's what I was thinking. That's great. Yes. I, I could be compared to Arsenio Hall. Well... <laughs> Wow, okay. Um, anyway. Holy majoli. Oh, boy. So. So how you been? Hanging in there? Yeah. Uh, you know, I am hanging in there, although I'm just, ugh, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I mean, everyone who knows this show knows I'm not generally a negative Nelly, but yeah. wow, the last, like, month has just been a, a kick in the hobby nuts. I swear. It's just mm-hmm. been, like... Hey, don't really care anymore right now. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around, and um, I find a lot of it to be understandable. Yeah, I don't. I'm not normally like this, and this. Re- and that, I think that's what upsets me is that I, I'm normally the guy who can you know find the bright lining and right. the the hope to to look forward. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I'm not really seeing it. Lately, and well, I, so the one silver lining is ninth edition is rumored to to be released in May, which yeah. is a lot sooner than what I you know I thought it was going to be July or somewhere thereabouts. Well, the last few editions of both see both games have been in July, and so I thought it was July as well. And then the rumor said mid May, and now like two days later, the rumors are like April twenty fourth. The pre order goes up. I mean, literally, that would be two weeks after the day this is released. 
that's crazy. That's that's yeah, right around I mean, the corner. If that rumor is true, pre-orders go up before the, our next episode hits. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. I mean, we haven't even gotten through our end time stuff, which I'm still going right. to cover. <laughs> but yeah. we're just crying kind of, we out loud. To, we have to. I think we have to. You know, downshift there and speed it up a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do because it's like, well, how are we going to get through all this? Uh, but, but, I, but I think I do think the medicine for the current uh, melees that everyone is is experiencing is a new addition, for better or worse. Yeah. Once that arrives, then I think people will be able to say yay or nay. And that's the thing the the uh, the the hobby paralysis that so many of us are in. Because um, I'm feeling that as well. I really am. Um, uh, I don't know if it's so much a paralysis. It, it is. A, I mentioned this in my intro. A, a, a diaspora, which is an un, it's a it's an involuntary dispersion of people, and that's exactly what's happening here. Uh, yeah, everyone, all the fantasy community via Twitter, especially on Twitter, a lot of friends that you know, you and I talk to on a daily basis are delving into different games. Even you and I have different, slightly different gaming preferences. Yeah. So does that mean that you and I will be playing less? See, and that, dude, you know, I don't know. That, that, just that whole idea has been bothering me for the last few weeks because, like, you've been playing, you've been playing uh, a lot of Infinity, and it's, uh, while I don't think it's a bad game, it's not anything that's that's grabbing me as much as it's grabbing you, mm-hmm. whereas I'm still been... You know, polishing up and reading my 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 second edition rules for Malifaux, mm-hmm. and uh, looking at the rules for this new uh, Wrath Kings of Kings, of War. Wrath of Kings, Kings no. of War. The second edition's coming out. They're they're the rules are getting a little meatier. They're cleaning them up a bit. So it's like I'm hoping that's even. So it's like we're mm-hmm. all looking to other things because we don't know what's happening, and that's. Dude, that's kind of crazy. Like, it's I didn't feel this. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel this nervous before eighth. I didn't. Like, no matter. Yeah, well, you know, what? let's talk about this later because part of the other thing is, I, I, I don't even know what to believe. You know, because seriously, before the last edition, we had a lot of actual more harder, like, more reliable rumors. Yeah, to go we had on. more info. Yeah. Like, even, I mean, if it, uh, forget it. You know what? We're going to come back to this because we'll circle back. We got voicemail. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Okay. So, you know, Cue it up. we have voicemail. I'll tell you about voicemail. It's one. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, if someone wants to leave voicemail, how can they do that? Yeah, they can dial one. <laughs> you're, you're, the level of excitement is even talking about voicemail as well. Come it's, on, we got to pump it up. It's 757-GH-SHOW-6. And you international call. callers? International for most countries is 001. Seven five seven G H O six. Call now. I call now. Call often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, no, okay, it's not that bad. I just it's like blah. Okay, no, I. I, I <laughs> You're about to curl up into a ball. Huh? <laughs> I told you. Um. Uh, okay. So um. <laughs> okay, we have two voicemails. All right. So I will play them for you. Um. Okay. Chanel. Hi, Dave and Chris. Shane here from Codex in Ireland. Long-time listener. Very grateful for the work you guys do. Um, I heard from a previous voicemail there on your show, a fan asking about your favorite element of the end times. And since it's a literary series that I quite enjoy, even as it bludgeons the actual gameplay of 8th edition to a close, there was one thing that I kind of noticed 
and it began to irritate me as the books progressed, especially in Cain, that when a special character is retired, they're only done so by first felling an extraordinary number of foes, often incongruous with the actual number of foes present in the battle, or scarring up another individual character in a way that doesn't quite impede the victor in the next battle. What I mean to say is, the dying character's fan base is catered to in a manner that really doesn't help the flow of the text, in just my opinion. And one of the, my favourite fluff characters, and would have character, bites it in Cain. But I think he would have been better serviced in maybe highlighting the consequence of his death than perhaps focusing on his absolutely unique and amazing strength matched only by the subsequent character in the following paragraph, you know what I mean. So really I suppose what I'm looking at, and my question to you guys is, is there a part of the text in the end times, as you've been reading especially, that you find is starkly in contrast or underwhelming compared to the rest of it? Look forward to hearing your answer and, well, law fail Podrick and fault your old. Talk soon. Bye. Thanks for calling in, Shane. Um, gosh, that's a really tough question. Yeah, because uh, I, I, I guess I just didn't really see it. Like, I haven't, I, and I know the part he's talking about, and... Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're heroes. I mean, heroes usually die that hero's death. I mean, yeah. Bor- Boromir was found with 15 arrows in him uh, with a seven-foot-high mound of orcs in a circle around him. I mean, that's that's just right. that's how heroes die. I don't. I I never have a problem. I've never had a problem with it. But I mean, I could see how some people might. But I guess it just never. I don't know. <sighs> Mm, no, I, I I don't think I had a problem with it either. The way in which they died, um, no, I, I feel it is a bit heavy-handed in the, the the volume of characters that are being killed. Well, that's not to say that I, I like it or dislike it. It's just it's just a lot. But you know, that's well, part of the course that, in this yeah. Game of Thrones era that we're in now. You know, well, honestly, the people who die early seem to be the lucky ones, considering what happens at the end of this that we all know about. So yeah, yeah, that's true. So you know, I made. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't matter, you know, how they die or how many. You know, that's 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 part of what's really got me with this with this series is I'm loving it, and then I get to the end, I'm like, what a stupid ending! Like, I'm sorry, it, 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 without just, comp- I mean, if you haven't heard by now, mm-hmm. but th- that's stupid. That's oh, that's just so stupid. I, I will agree with Shane in that it is bludgeoning the game. As good oh, as sure. the, the fiction is, that is the perfect description for what's going on. Well, yeah, I mean, because the, the I mean, the rules are dumb. I mean, they, they, every book they just got more and more retarded, and yeah. I mean, after the third book, we're like, this is getting silly, and then the fourth book they gave us like no new real, rules really. They gave us mm-hmm. just formations. They're just like whatever. There's really nothing here for you. And then we got to the fifth book, and they're like rules. What rules? Yeah, they, they blew it all up. I mean, no, I you know, there hasn't even been a backlash against that, or like people like they're not going to let this. Like everyone's just like, okay, this is dumb. Like it literally, there's been no backlash because everybody looked at it. And went, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, 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 they can't take it seriously. Yeah. I mean, nobody looked at that and thought, mm, maybe I'll have that. You know, maybe. I'm sure someone out there has, but the vast majority of them are like, nah, we're not going to go that way. It's become a joke. I mean, literally, people are just right. posting up lists. I have a, a you know, a, a ten, uh, a ten yeah, giant I've got, army. I've got fifteen uh, iron blasters, and and and, and that's it. You know, this one right. with the fl- the red, this one with the red paint on the very front of it. That's the general. Right, right, and th- that this is our game. This, this is happening too. It's mutating into something that I don't really know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this, maybe the second voicemail will answer all of our questions. No, 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 it doesn't. I've listened no. to them. It doesn't. But it's a good voicemail. <laughs> so here we go. Okay. I'll play that one next. Hey, Dave, Chris, this is Jason out in beautiful, sunny Phoenix, Arizona. 
a long time listener of the show and just wanted to say I loved your book review. Um, at the beginning of the first Kane review, you guys mentioned that you didn't really have a good way of doing a high elf impression for Battle Foam. So I wanted to give my best shot for that. All right, here it goes. And Battle Foam. Protecting your... All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks, Jason from Phoenix. Yeah, I, uh, we, I, we totally didn't say that I couldn't do an elf impression for Battle Foam. We just said I couldn't do an elf impression in general. But, hey, if someone was to say... <laughs> an opera-like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. I don't know about you, but... Uh, hey, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got, Maybe we could uh, harmonize you and him together. <laughs> yeah. Me singing, yeah, harmony is not a word that really most people uh, see falling into that. That that's uh, not the description. I'm but. sure you're, you're you're a pretty talented guy. I'm sure you could swing it. Mm. Jason certainly can. He Two can. of you could be like you know peanut butter and jelly. Yes, or you know, not. But <laughs> <laughs> or ham and burger. Perfect match. No, I'm thinking more along the Tom Waits. You know. Uh, you know, a big in Japan. I got, but uh, that's it. Not not happening. <laughs> right. oh, oh, good. good well, thanks, movie. Jason. Thank you. Yes, thank you for uh, thank you for that. Thank you both for both of those wonderful voicemails. Um, mm. We we love voicemails. We really do. We do. And uh, so, and also before we jump to uh, before we jump to our uh, our commercial break, we have the mailbag. So uh, let's do the mailbag. Yes. Um, bad boy out. I've got two and you've got one, so let's jump into this real quick. Why don't should, I should do we one? Sandwich and, it? Yeah, yep. yeah, that's right. I'll go on either side. You get in the middle, baby. Here we go. <laughs> of the mailbag stuff. Of the mailbag. Right. Just to, to be clear. <laughs> the sad fact is that I'm big enough where I'm on either side. That's oh, the sad man. part. You always right. we're at that weird place again. I have to go there. It's you're always the driving. You notice that you're always driving us into that weird place. I am. I am. And you know what? You, you like always it. get in the car. <laughs> so <laughs> I, you're, I have no choice. I wake up and I'm in the car. Anyway, well, well then don't drink what's handed to you. I get. I you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wow. wow. Mailbag, please. Mailbag. Okay, some sort of bag. Here we go. Hi, guys. Uh, this is just a quick message to say thank you for putting out such a fantastic show that concentrates on the positives rather than allowing yourself to become a part of the frequent negative. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> the frequent negativity. This hobby. Yeah, call the voicemail line. You have inspired me to start a fantasy army. And... Though after Eleanor got me picking up the Horace Heresy novels, and I am reading along. Also, a massive thank you to David. I've used my Audible credits wisely on the Monster Hunter series, which is great fun for a gun nut like me that lives in Scotland where it ain't easy to get guns. Personally, I feel through both your podcasts, you are a huge part of my hobby each month. Your shows are always entertaining. Keep up the great work. Can't wait for the next episodes. And P.S. Dave, your Scottish, in parentheses, dwarf accent ain't so bad. I, I don't know what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> I think you know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> Listen, whatever. Okay. Actually, I do a dwarfish <laughs> accent. I do. A, it's not a great one, but I do one. It's, it's you know, but it's not so, Scottish. So you, it's dwarfish. You know, but it's, it's my accent. Listen. Um, here, I'll try to do one. You, you humans, you rotten little humans. Uh, uh, 
go and soak your heads and get me a beer. How's that? Is, that's my. That's it's good. Sounds that's good. just like the yeah. Sounds just like the intro. It's exactly a, the same. Wow, you are tone deaf. Um, <laughs> but that was from Will. Thank um, you, Will. And now, now the creamy center of our <laughs> voicemail. This uh, it comes from Phil Griffin, big fan of the show. I wanted everyone wanted to know that my gaming group, uh, NerdHammer.net, from Central slash Eastern Pennsylvania, is going to be holding our first GT, which is also a Northeast Masters qualifier this summer in Hershey, Pennsylvania. So maybe the the center is uh, is Hershey chocolate. Ooh! <laughs> you can check out the event details here. Uh, there's no uh, a link here that we can put in the show notes. NerdHammer.net. Slash events is uh, a good start. Yep. Uh, we're really excited for this, and we've gotten already over 50 people signed up to attend. I know that we're a bit out of the ways for most of the gamers in your area, but we're trying to get the word out to anyone who wants to listen to us. We're hoping to get 75 people, and beer ooh, beer is included in the entry fee. Oh, that's not safe at all. That is a... Do you hear that, Cox? Get signed up. Yeah, really? Uh, thanks for the podcast, guys. I love listening while I paint. Keep up the great work, Phil Griffin. Excellent, excellent. I, I've never heard of beer. That could get very expensive. I was going to say, dude, you're going to lose money. I know you guys. I don't drink a lot of beer, but I know the rest of you clowns. And mm. now that's that's a bad idea. Well, you know, it's. Uh, I'm looking at their link. Due to the archaic liquor laws in Pennsylvania, you're not permitted to bring outside alcohol. Um. Because of this, they'll be purchasing two get two kegs, one domestic, one craft. Oh, so that's why, because we can't bring our own right. beer, so that's From included the in the ticket price. Bartender uh-huh. will be serving beer in the game room. Beer will be free of charge to all tournament players, provided you're 21. Wow. And they, don't, they ask that you don't get too sloshed because the hotel will kick you out. I was going to say, there's 75 guys and only two kegs? Okay. I got you. So, so hey, not bad. No, that's not bad at all. Hey, you know what? This is the first tournament I know where beer is included in the ticket cost. So, right? That's, uh, uh, you know, you got to hand it to them, no matter very how. Very progressive. You know. Exactly. Think of the community, right? That's what they're doing. <laughs> that's right. Think of the children. So, um, all right. Uh, last, vo- last, last bit of the mailbag. Um, this one comes from Zach. Uh, we've got we I've gotten several people communicating this little bit of information to me after the last episode, uh, the first part mm-hmm. of Kane. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, loving the podcasts. Just wanted to let you know after listening to Kane part one, the Silver Knight that helps the elves uh, is Kaldor Drago, one of the greatest Grey Knight Grandmasters. Um, he's been trapped in the warp. Apparently, something happened and he got cursed mm-hmm. to be trapped in the warp. Uh, on occasion, when things get horribly bad out here, he's able to escape the warp and come out and fight uh, for the uh, with the Grey Knights. But then he always winds up getting sucked back into the warp. He just some curse happens hmm. there. So okay, he is a figure in 40k that has caused a lot of sometimes angry discussion among 40k players, as his story at the time of writing was always a notch above everything else. And excuse me. And, in quite a few people's opinions, he's the poster boy for Games Workshop, taking the story of some particular characters a little too much to eleven. So, what does that mean? Too much to eleven? Uh, you know, like, like past ten? Yeah. Well, haven't you ever seen Spinal Tap? These go to eleven. The speakers. Yeah, I you know really? I have never oh. seen that movie. Oh, these got speakers that go to eleven, ah, so okay. they're they're gotcha. one louder than all gotcha. the other speakers. That's I thought it was something like yeah. that. So. Um, yeah, so basically this is a guy who gets, you know, his, his his stories are better than everybody else's. He's he's cooler than everybody else. He does more amazing things than everybody else. You mentioned that he's a silver knight. Is that like an elite gray, a gray knight? knight? 
uh, no, they this when they talk about him in the book, they say, they say he looks all silvery. So he's just saying oh, okay. that the silver he's just knight, shinier. Helps, yeah, okay. He's the he is the Caldor Drago, the Grey Knight Grandmaster. So that's that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I mean, he got st- stuck in the warp, and the warp is the warp. No matter which system you play, right? So interesting. And uh, every time you tie these two games together a little bit, I always are like, cool. So that was from Zach. I am too. But, but th- 40K players are angry because this guy gets too much uh, too much ink, so to speak. I guess so. At the time, at least, when they when they were writing all his stuff, it's like, you know, he, he he's one of those amazingly unstoppable super characters, I guess. At oh, least, I see. At least on paper, you know, in the fiction, you know. He's like the Superman of the 40K universe. Yeah, so. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, you know what? Wait, wait. I got one quick last email here from John Chastanay. Um, sent this to us and asked us if we could let everyone know about the VTGT. And that's D-A space V-T slash G-T. Exclamation point. A 2,400.5 game Warhammer Fantasy Grand Tournament at the Bolton Valley Resort in Bolton Valley, Vermont. I believe VT is Vermont. July 18th and 19th. Five game Grand Tourney. 60 spots. ETC Comp. See the site if you're unfamiliar. On-site hotel and restaurant. Registration opens March 15th, which means it's open now. Uh, Prizes, awards, free Vermont microbrews. More free beer. Uh, go to the Green Mountain Boys with a Z dot com. D A Green Mountain Boys Z dot com. Uh, we're excited to announce the VTGT. Being centrally located in Vermont, we're seeking to lure people from Canada and the Northeast USA to meet for a fun filled weekend of Warhammer and just general nerdy camaraderie. Bolton Valley is a Vermont resort located about 30 minutes from Burlington. It's easily accessible by interstate from everywhere in the Northeast United States and Eastern Canada. It's located just two hours south of Montreal, three hours from Albany, New York, Hartford, Connecticut, and Boston, Massachusetts. I almost said Boston, Maine. Damn. Uh, Visit our website at www.greenmountainboys.com for more information and and to register. Hope to see you there. So there we go. I uh, missed that one, but I made sure I got it in because uh, I always manage to get it in. So there we go. All right. So you know what? We got to take a break, dude. This has been a rather long mailbag and a voicemail. And one seven five seven gh show six. Ah, there it is. Oh, now I feel complete. Or zero zero one seven five seven gh show six. Call now. Oh. There you go. So I we'll wanted to do that. David and Chris. Bye. Hammer. Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there, as well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program, or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night, 
the Friday Night Magic. There's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. Yes, talking a little uh, news and rumors. Yeah, Ooh, uh, brought to you by Circle City Circuit. Um, all right. So, if the rumors are true, as we already said, ninth edition is going to be announced on the t- pre-orders on the twenty fourth of hmm. this month. That just seems so fast. I mean, they've been throwing stuff out so quick anyway, but wow, that seems fast. Yeah, and once again, they they've kept the lid on pretty tightly on on all the rumors. Yeah, I haven't heard really too much until this this week as to what's going on. I wonder if the floodgates are going to open with it being just well when the, the, uh, when this releases it'll be two weeks. I wonder if we're going to start to hear the. It's usually a couple weeks beforehand at the but right. Man, last edition we had like rules. We were discussed them for like two months before it seemed. You know. Mm-hmm. So I mean I don't know. There's just all these rumors going around. I don't know what to believe. All I know is. The, the the stuff that they're telling me is going to be out next in the next couple of weeks. I'm just like, oh, oh that sounds uh, lame. So, <laughs> so let's key in on that. So the stuff that, you know, those little snippets and factoids that you have heard, yeah. none of it is exciting you? Uh, you know what? I'm keeping the faith. I am as, 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 as negative as I'm feeling right now uh, and as I'm saying on the show, you know uh, – you know, I I got too I I am too positive. I'm a Pisces, okay. I'm too positive at my core to uh, to to do this. And let's face it, they've had eight editions of this game, and in my opinion, and I only played in the last two. But looking back, even on the rules and everything, they seem to be improving constantly. So I, I have faith that ninth edition is going to be a good game as well. At least it'll be a good game. You know, I you mm-hmm. know I don't think it's going to suck. Uh, I I I'm. I'm hoping that the people who run this company aren't stupid enough to completely destroy this game system. You know, I, I don't. I don't think they'll destroy it. They'll certainly evolve it, and that's where people have to decide whether it's for better or for worse. Yeah, um, and you know, we, it's too early to tell as of yet. But you know, it, from what I've seen, you know, it looks like they're um, headed towards round bases. Maybe I, more people seem to be. Suspecting that's the case, then are not. Yeah. Um, and you know this. I, I don't know. If this clean, is the... I just keep clinging to the fact that every one of the last like four army books that came out, people were telling us, you know, what was going to be in the army book, and literally up until like the day before it came out, you know, the day. I mean, in fact, the day before it came out, rumors were still coming out that were saying X, Y, and Z, and only half right. of it was right. Yeah, this is, this is true. And I'm hoping that this, this is, is still the case here, that literally only half of this stuff is right. Although, I mean, it, it seems to make sense. I mean, if they want to move towards a, a skirmish version of the game, which I, I think makes sense, 
you know, it's an easy, you know, like a gateway intro to the game, mm-hmm. and then you can scale up to, to bigger battle line type type games. Uh, so I think a skirmish game is so a good move. Round bases, and then they're just going to do those movement trays where you put the round bases into the little square, you know, the square movement tray. Right, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah the you, round if, base if into the square. Up. Yeah, I think that's where they're, that's, that's how I envision it all coming together. <sighs> yeah, I guess. You know, um, uh, this list of the stuff that you've seen banting about all new miniatures. Okay, once again, all new miniatures. So all the stuff that they just put out for chaos and stuff, all that's just going away now. So okay, I don't know that I buy that. Uh, rules included. You will duh. Right. Uh, round bases. Chaos comes with two characters: five chaos knights, ten chaos warriors, five chaos demons, and some chaos monster. And or as lights, has, you got two characters, ten warriors. Another ten warrior. Oh, sorry, ten sacred warriors, ten warriors, five sacred knights, and a war machine. And, uh, and, and you know, here it says models look like Grail knights. Yeah, Have you actually seen these? No, that's this is what uh, this is what I read in the rumors. Uh, that's all okay. I, I'm just quoting what I read. I, I actually heard that the war machine is a a, a derf war machine. A what? Derf. I don't know what that is. Well, dwarf. Oh, there you go. Derf. Yeah, there you go. English. Try it. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> English. Bearded abomination. War machine. So, yeah. The vertically challenged. You're right. So, you know, dude, I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't even care. Like the rumors, like I, I, I honestly at this point, it's like if you have rumors, keep them away from me. I don't want to hear it. I don't care. You know, you're, you're not you're not doing me any favors by running up and being like, oh, look, I got this information three days before it comes out. You know, just leave me alone. Right. You want to see the whole picture all at once, right? Yeah. You want because all the little bits and bobs you're giving me, none of it seems to fit together in any way that I can put together in my head, and all it's doing is pissing me off. Let me ask you this. When Ninth Edition does come out, are are you thinking like having a release party or something like that? Because I know I, I was out of town, but I know you guys did that for when Eighth dropped. I want to, but now who knows? I mean, literally, if, if it comes out like May 1st or May 2nd, like, I don't know that. I mean, dude, that's not even enough time to plan something at UGG. I already talked to Ken and Kathleen. I'm like, when we find out about it, should we have a midnight release party? And they're like, oh, yeah, let's do that. I'm like, yeah, so we can come in. We can bring our models in. We can look at the rules, maybe get a few games in. Mm-hmm. I don't see the point now. Like, I don't know what to bring. I don't know if we'd have enough. I mean, with, with one week to plan something and make sure that they would have enough Ugh. customers coming to the store that right. it would be worth it for them to stay open. I mean, we could do it there. We could do it at someone's house, you know, yeah. if need be, in a pinch. Yeah, I mean, and that's then that's cool if we can get the book. You know, if they'll do like, you know, if they'll, you know, and you know, especially if it comes out. You know, they got Friday Night Magic there it goes till almost midnight. So you know, if mm. I could talk them into that at least, so we can get the book right away. Mm. Yeah, true, true. And you know, I just. I I want this right away. I want to get this as soon as possible. I want to look at it. I want to learn what it's about. Uh, I want to design stuff. I just, I'm so tired of all the, just the neg. I mean, it's weird to say I'm tired of the negativity when I'm sitting here, like you know, you know, being negative, right? I, I, hey, you know what? I've been pretty darn positive about everything up to this point, but I'm just, I'm not hearing anything that is making me go yay. And and, and right. but like I said, I'm also not hearing. I'm not hearing any specifics. Like, okay, there's a specific list of models included here, and that's mm-hmm. it. 
And since I mean, when and it's a very it's a very narrow focus, right? Right, and it's just like oh, there's these things coming out, and they look like this. Not one peep about rules. Not one peep about anything. Oh, it's going to be smaller with round bases. Well, well, okay. Can you be more vague? Because really, I I, details are are for losers, you know. And we had so many details in the last two editions. The rumors Mm. were abound. I mean, I I came in after seventh started. But, like, I was looking at stuff and was introduced to it right before 7th came in. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the reasons I sort of held off a little bit. You right, know, waiting for the new edition. Makes right. sense. I mean, when I first was, like I said, everyone knows when I was drawn in, I was drawn in for Lord of the Rings. And uh, that's one of the things that attracted me. Was, oh, this Lord of the Rings thing. Really? That's cool. Oh, you might want to play Warmer. Oh, well, you know what? 7th is coming out soon. You might. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was playing Lord of the Ringsy stuff. Waiting to see what happens, you know, with this. Sure. You know, like we all tell people, you know, if anyone says, "Hey, I'm going to jump into Warhammer right now," well, you know, you may yeah, want to wait a month. Hold month's. off and you yeah, know, wait until ninth. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. And that was kind of what I was told. And but there were all sorts of talk, you know, before each of these editions came out, and we're getting nothing. And it's like the fact that we're getting nothing is what's sort of making me go. I don't know if I buy what's out there, and I just don't. But, that, but that's hear the it. thing. You, you've asked for no one to send you any snippets, even if they do come through. So, uh, well, do you want, do you right want now the on the air? Or do you not want anything? No, you know, I'm I'm saying it right now on the air. This is the first time I'm saying, don't send me anything. You know what I'm saying? Because people have been sending me stuff uh, mm. and just what little info they have. And this is the type of stuff I'm getting, though. And this is like the best anyone can do. And everyone just, I'm just like I said, I'm one of those people who, when a new book is coming out. And suddenly somebody gets a hold of it like three days before, and they just start posting pictures of every freaking right. page of the rules. It's like, okay, I need to unfollow you oh, or okay. mute you oh, for, right. for a few days. Just because it's like, hey, let me go get my book. So you can digest it. And and look at it. You know, it's like I want to I wanna open the book and look at things and discover them and be like, oh, cool, and not just see the little bits and snippets that people they think are cool and they decide to share with me. It's hard to avoid those because if you don't have the book or you have to wait – I, for me, I, I don't mind seeing those snippets because I'll, you know, take in whatever pieces of information I can. Just and it helps me, you know, kind of puzzle it together over time. Yeah, but like I, I said, I'm okay with that. But. Yeah, but by the same but, token, but we're not getting anything. We're really not getting anything of substance. I'm okay with that. That's so. that's been their, you know, their pattern lately. They don't release. Uh, we, we we hear very little, and you know, yeah. all books come out of nowhere, right? All of a sudden. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, but let me ask you this: If yeah. if ninth edition does come out and it's an even better edition than eighth, um, I would imagine that would make you happy. Well, of course it'd make me happy. I mean, I love this game. I love this game. I mean, this is pretty much what I do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I know I got a bit of OCD and I tend to focus on one thing, but it was like this is the thing that broke me out of my video game OCD. I mean, right. this is. You know, I have hobby nights, and I sit around, and I talk with you or Rotor on Skype, and we sit around for hours painting models and talking smack, you know, yep. and when I'm, not, when I'm not painting, I'm reading the fluff or I'm writing lists. This is my thing. This is my hobby, and in my definition of hobby, which is a hobby is basically what you spend all of your extra time and money on. You know, right. Once, once I've finished all my responsibilities... I focus on my hobby, the thing I love. I have all these games that, I mean, and I love to play games in general. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, my copy of Star Wars Armada still hasn't been cracked open. My copy of of uh, Space Hulk still hasn't been cracked open. Mm-hmm. As much as I want to play these things, 
Warhammer takes up a lot of my time, and a lot of other things get pushed to the side. And I, of course, I want it to be great. I want it to be awesome. I, really- I, I think that's where that's where you and I differ a little bit. Even for me, even if Ninth Edition is as good or better, I just don't know if I if I can make that transition. Like, what do you mean? Like, you're going to take for, a break? I, I might. I mean, I, I took a, a, a several year break uh, when Seventh Edition came out. Oh, like, I okay. Just, I, I couldn't handle it. like, you know, ranks went from four models to five models. What? I just couldn't deal with it. So I took a. a I think about a two or three year hiatus. Wait, so four to five, you took a two to three year hiatus, but five to ten, you were well. Cool it was a different game though, because okay. extra attacks, steadfast, all the rest of it. Okay. Um, the you know the no, the models were certainly cooler too, um, but yeah, I, I Adepticon the experience of it. Uh, not that Adepticon itself was bad, but just the experience of it all. And we could talk about this uh, when when Meal comes on too. Right. I want to get his Adepticon thoughts. Um, you know, the, just that experience and having painted all this stuff, you know, these models that I do like that I haven't used or just have used sparingly and the games aren't enjoyable because they're very one sided either way. And all the end times rules that we're getting hammered with, that's just changing our game. I feel like at a light speed pace and, yep. you know, it's getting it's being bludgeoned just like what well, you know, Shane I blame the TOs for that. Why? I, How can you blame the TOs? Because they let it in. I'm sorry. No, you can't you can't blame the TOs for that, David, because if you do object that strongly, then you have to go out and run your own tournament the way that you feel it should be well, run. No, I, just, I don't go that often. And okay, you know what? Okay, it's not like I'm saying we should hang the TOs, but honestly, go back and listen to the old shows. Even when the when the first Nagash book came out, I said, nobody's going to allow this in a tournament. And everybody allowed it. And I was shocked. I was shocked. Yeah, I went but look along at with how it. many people are, are ba- buying Nagash and running Lore of Death. A lot, I see a lot of you know tournament players via Twitter or whatever. Sure, because it's stupid and broken, and people who want to win are taking stupid and broken lists and ruining everybody else's hobby. I'm going to stop. This has nothing to do with news and rumors. This has nothing to do with news and rumors, and I'm just going to get on my freaking soapbox and scream my head off. Um, I, 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 I think it's unwarranted. Because hey, oh, Let me just say that TOs, they run the event that they would imagine that people want to go to and that they would okay, want to I, I, I retract the statement. I don't blame the TOs. I'm just shocked that so many TOs have let in end time stuff and and continue to let in end times stuff. Um, it's just, ugh, ugh. I mean, and me, the guy who says no comp, just let play the game, looks at it and says, wow, just, you know. <laughs> now you're screaming for comp. I'm not <laughs> screaming for comp. I'm saying just play. I mean, there was nothing I would like better than have a tournament say, we're just going to play 8th edition Warhammer like it was before end time stuff. Before all the rules changes of end times, play some 8th edition Warhammer. Go back to playing that. Well, the thing we, we've we've been doing that, and I agree with you. That was you know the, a, a great time, but eighth edition, you know, it's fading. Its time is gone. It's whether, like it or not, ninth edition is coming up. Yeah, ninth edition's coming up, and I'll take that when it comes. I just think I don't know. We could discuss this later because this is this is all part of the. You're getting hot under the collar, huh? Yeah, yeah, and I don't want to. This and see, that's what that's what really gets me is I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to be the angry gamer, and I am never the angry gamer. All I would say, because I've had this discussion a number of times with with other people, if you're that passionate and upset about it, then you got to run your own tournament. How do you want it to be? Enlighten the player base. Enlighten the world. I've said that myself. I have said that so many times. If you don't like the way a tournament's run, run your own. Dude, I don't go to enough tournaments. You know, I, I just, I don't. 
I don't go but, to but enough but tournaments, that? and I, I wouldn't yeah, want to run that's one. A, you could still have an opinion on it. Yeah. I just uh, I don't want to run a tournament, dude. I don't want to run a tournament. <laughs> Why not? Why? You could run it. You could play the game how you think it would be enjoyed most by the players. Nah. Dude, I barely get to play. Well, I'm going to run one of these things? Forget about Watch. it. It's Well, now you're backing off because you were so vehement about your opinion before. Yeah, I'm going to edit all that out anyway. No, you can't. You can't. You have to, you've got to leave that in. My, my ridiculous generaliz- generalized outbursts <laughs> that are going to get it's me hate ridiculous. mail. All right, listen. That's it I for just, news and took, rumors. I just took note of it because I, as a TO myself, that's why. I just, like I said, I mean, every time... I go to a tournament that's got all these end times rules. And you've seen it too. People just bitch that this end time stuff is it makes it unfun. And I think at least a lot of the people I'm hearing. Now, there are the people who are taking all of the, the crazy broken stuff. And a lot of them are like, oh, I'm having a great time. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. But, you know, not all of them. Some of them are taking that and then they walk out saying, I feel dirty. I feel I feel bad well, for taking that stuff. If you're going to a tournament, you're going there to compete, right? You're going there to win. That's sure. the definition of a tournament. Absolutely. And if there are these, you know, super good choices out there that people have the option to take, naturally they're going to take them if they want to win. And and I get that. And it's just I don't know. It it's it really as a guy who enjoys the end times fluff and and I just think that this stuff is amazing to play here at my house. I, I agree with you. I, you know things like, uh, you know, Relian. They're doing the the thirty thousand point or some ridiculous uh, sure. super game this weekend. Things like that are cool. Uh, you know, but, for fun. Uh, I'm, I'm just of the opinion that if you're not going to take, if you're not going to take a Chaos Legion or a Army of the Ever, Cho- you know, Phoenix, Ever, whatever the hell, Elven Hosts, right? Yeah, if you if you're not going to take those. Or 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 take Skaven with with a bunch of those stupid rat things, mm-hmm. you're not going to win. And I'm paying money to go knowing I got no chance because they've made three lists that are so stupid. I mean, this is way worse than than uh, demons, vampires, and dark elves were in seventh. This is way worse. And it's it, to me personally, it's frustrating because it's like I'm paying money. I never plan to win the whole thing, mm-hmm. but. We'll talk about this later when we talk about when we played at Adepticon because I faced a few of these things and I even faced some of it at at, at uh, I, I mean I faced it at uh, at, at uh, Paca mm-hmm. and you know at first it was like oh it's not, it was annoying but it's not bad and now it's just like oh really I paid money for this I'm spent you know this is well I feel the same way and I ran and you ran it and you feel the same way so that's why yeah. I just I don't get it but you know what let's take another break because yeah I need to I need to. I need, <laughs> I need to go take a value. Okay, uh, yes. Okay, I'll be. We'll be back. Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois, is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there, as well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program, or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night to Friday Night Magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. 
Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. Speaking of Castle Superstore, mm. we had a contest and we let it run a lot longer. Um, and then it went long because we were doing the cane stuff and we don't do other stuff and we're doing book reviews. Um, but we we did we we did close the contest and uh, I sent all of the entries to Andrew, the uh, owner of Castle Superstore, mm-hmm. and uh, he. Saw all the entries. I, I sent them to him because we had some that went online in the forum thread, but like we had like uh, a couple of stuff that was things that were too big that couldn't be posted on a forum thread. So they emailed them to me, and I just forwarded them to Andrew. So nice. So um, we have uh, winners, huh? Yes. Now here's what happened. We we kind of like like we were hoping to get more entries because we left it very open so anyone could kind of do anything mm-hmm. and we we're hoping to get a bunch of entries and do a bunch of prizes but basically we got like six I think or seven uh, I think that was partly my fault because we left it so open that people didn't know what the hell to do uh, um, okay <laughs> but uh, so I sent everything to Andrew and so here's what's going to happen uh, top three he picked his favorite three top prize is going to get a fifty dollar uh, store credit for Castle Superstore, and then um, the second and third place winners um, um, will uh, I'll, I'll I'll give them the contact information for Andrew, and uh, he's going to send them Castle Superstore shirts. So cool. basically, going to win some some t shirts. I have one. It's pretty cool. It's got the I have know, one too. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's got the little Orky logo. Yep. So um, uh, here was his picks. Um, let's see. Number three um, was Jamie Hill uh, did a MP3, uh, sent in a, a, a sound clip for the Chaos Orc Superstore. He did a commercial. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play it right now. It's not going to come across really great because I'm playing it through this other, uh, through my uh, thing here, but uh, I'll try to drop a better clip in when I go back and do the editing. Squeak pipers are piping. Screaming bears fill the air. Dwarf forest glow. Chaos marches through the snow. War is coming. And all must prepare. Build your army at Chaos Rogue Superstore and sally forth with your greatest general. Because at Chaos Rogue Superstore, what you see is what you get. That's cool. Is that was that a bagpipe? I believe so. So that's Jamie Hill, also known as Hellbound Piper, on our oh, forums. Okay, sure. So he sent us that, and that got third place. And like I said, I sent all these to Andrew, and he just like I don't even know if he knew any of the names. Like he just like oh, this is what I liked. Okay. Um, one of the poems on the uh, on the forum by J Barry S F or J Barry's F. I don't know exactly, mm-hmm. but that's his. That's his forum name. His poem was a wiener. So here we go. 
Oh, this is, okay, J. Berry SF. There once was an orc with a store. His products, they sold more and more. I wrote him his this limerick, so I can buy Imrick if I'm certain this will win, I'm sure. A servant of chaos so orky. His logo was awesome, not dorky. The lines are so clean like a washing machine, an instant classic like a pig named Porky. <laughs> they said all the products you want and maybe even some you don't. <laughs> Give the site a whirl, be you boy or girl, Einstein or Nietzsche or Kant. <laughs> wow. This will be my last silly ditty, and while I'm sure and while I sure thought they were witty, compared to the site, my talent seems slight. You'll always save at least a buck fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I like so, it. Yeah, actually. <laughs> That's pretty clever. Not bad. Um, so that was number two. The four, uh, the four limerick, four stanza mm-hmm. limerick style uh, poem there, uh, which actually is kind of kind of cute. Um, so that was his second place uh, for J. Barry S. F. Um, and the winner, uh, which I had to. Uh, I had to email to him was a basically a design for the main page of his website, um, and I don't have the picture here, and obviously I can't do it oh, justice. Wow. But basically, the front page of the website doesn't really have a big picture of Orky on it, right? And so this was a redesign with a whole new splash page for the website with him prominently featured, um, and so that uh, Andrew uh, liked and was the winner. Uh, who knows? Maybe he'll even contact this guy and say, hey, I like what you have there. Send it to me so I could change the... Mm. But uh, that was Rotor. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Rotor went in and was like, looked at the website and said, listen, I got some ideas here. And um, went and, and took those images uh, of of Orky and re- did a really, actually a really nice... Oh, you'll have to send that to me. I'll be curious to see yeah. what he came up with. In fact, here, I'll forward it to you right now, and you can... There you go. Sending it to you right now. But, yeah, it's got the picture Orky on the top, and it says Chaos Orc Superstore, and has all the info. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then has the little, the little pictures in the bottom, and just... It, it's, it's actually... It's, it's, it's just a really nice and clean look to the website with him right there on the, on the front, and so... Okay. He's getting uh, some professional... Uh, the professional treatment there, because the Rotor does that for a living. Yeah. And, and it, it did look really nice when I saw it. So, like I said, I just sent him all those entries, and that was his picks. So, uh, Rotor won the the fifty dollar um, nice gift uh, certificate. And I didn't include anybody's names on the stuff I sent through the email. I just said here here was these right. other entries. And I mean, literally, he said uh, it says the winners, and the way he listed it was the winners were um, commercial MP3. J. Barry SF poem website layout. So, right. Yeah. So, all right. So, hey, have you done any reading? Uh, I started Thankful, but that's about it. Okay. Yeah. You and me both uh, right. working on that. Um, yeah. That's what I've been doing too. Okay. Um, what else have I been reading? Really nothing. Um, oh, really? no. I've been shock. listening to. Well, okay. No, I, I'm working on Mechanicum for. For after Olenor, and I've been listening to Queen of the Damned by Anne Rice because Harrison is reading the vampire series, and I am listening to it to and from work so that he has someone to discuss it with because 
when, he, when he started reading Interview with a Vampire, he was mentioning characters that I had absolutely forgotten because ah. I haven't read the book in 20 years. And so... Oh, that's cool. A little interactive uh, book review with your son. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? I love that vampire stuff, and I haven't listened to it. I, I literally, I haven't read it in 20 years. So I had all these Audible credits, and uh, I went and just got the books, and I've been listening to them to and from work, and I forgot how much I like them. Hmm. So I've been having real fun listening to them, and then Harrison and I, you know, talking some cool vampire stuff. Some so, father-son bonding. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I've been... Uh, I've been Doing the notes for the second uh, part of the Kane review, which will be next episode, mm. and I should have um, before we do that. I should have it all typed up and emailed to you and Chris, so that everyone can follow along with. Very cool. Uh, yeah, hopefully in a uh, leather-bound uh, notebook. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Email. It will be, I will email on, you a leather-bound notebook. Yes. Yes. Yes, with, I will write it with a, with a duck's uh, duck's feather quill or something like that. If so. you could, on a papyrus, hand-rolled papyrus. <laughs> yeah, I'm making my own paper. That's, <laughs> why I, that, that's what I've been doing for hobbying. I've been right. making my own paper. So that <laughs> also when I, the review. So that, and, and also when I write my fluff pieces for the to put up next to my armies at the tournament, I want it to look legit. So There you go. I've actually been killing and skinning people so I could have human skin for the... <laughs> Is that you? They, they put out... Yeah, there's... Uh, <laughs> A lot of missing people around these parts. Hey, they ain't gonna find them. No body, no crime. So I'm right. cool. I'm good. Was that so, that funny tasting spam I had at your place? That has to have something to do with it. That was not funny tasting. That was delicious. <laughs> anyway, okay. Woo-wee. So, all right, let's move on to hobbying. What have you been doing? You've been doing Infinity, haven't you? I have been doing a lot of Infinity. Uh, you know, buying models and terrain and assembling and getting a couple demo games in and yeah. I mean, we're a fantasy podcast. I'm not going to delve too deeply in my infin- infinity exploits, but uh, it is a it is a fun game, and it speaks to my you know sci-fi anime uh, roots, which I was huge into, like in high school, like Akira and Ghost in the Shell, and I love all that stuff. You know what? I looked apps. at the Infinity. Here's my only problem with Infinity. There's so much of it. Like I kept looking at it, going, "This is cool. This is cool. This is cool." I got no idea what to, where. To, like I just. Well, I, I think if you're going to go that route, then picking up the rule book, which has the fluff, it would be the first step because then you can read about because it's a very, you know, not it's not it's set in the not too distant future, so the right. geopolitical atmosphere is similar to what it is now, except with a lot of shifts. So there's there's one contingent that's um, heavily like Catholic based. Oh, good. Yeah, so you could uh, you know go that route if you wanted to. There's another one that's uh, sort of semi-Islamic. I don't really know all the full things myself, but I, just based I was on what flipping you know. through like the on the website, reading the little the little bits about mm-hmm. each thing. See, here's my problem with picking up the infinity, even the rulebook for infinity. Okay, mm-hmm. hit me. War machine, hordes, yeah. Malifaux, dystopian wards, uh, dead zone, uh, descent. Um, the, what's that other thing up there? Um, I don't know. That other thing that I can't even remember the name that I put all that money in on the Kickstarter from, what? Not zombie side, Harrison. Sedition Wars. That's it. Thank you, Harrison. Sedition Wars. Um, uh, Wrath of Kings. Kings of War. Mm -hmm. And Dead Zone. And, uh. These are all, you're naming games that you own? Yes, these are all games that I've purchased and bought and played like once. And 
I'm just like, oh, for crap's sake. I mean, some of them are still sealed because it's like, oh, I really want to play this, and I never right. get around to it. And so right. it's like, okay, Infinity looks cool, and I know you, I know you really want to play it, but I've got all these other games that I really enjoyed, and it's like, do I really want to spend money and go into, you know, and and you know, people are why, not, why not sell those games, the games that you don't play. That if you were trying to make room for Infinity, I don't know if that's what you're saying, but if if that's the case, just sell the ones that you don't play. I might have to. I might have to. Although I'm not selling my Malifaux because I love it, and I can't sell the War Machine stuff because Harrison plays that with his friends. Right. So yeah, I, I don't this have other to stuff. choose. Yeah, I, I only have I only have Warhammer stuff, and then I have. I have X-Wing, which I play with my boys occasionally, but that's about it. And X-Wing's more of a board game. I mean, I got that too, but that's, you yeah. know, that's not a time dedication for building and modeling and putting together and stuff right. like that. So, that yeah, that's different. All these other things are like games that I have to buy. I have to put the things together to do them. Oh, oh I see. Yeah, hmm. like seriously, like Sedition Wars, I don't. I've, I opened it and looked at it, and I've never I've even done one thing. Seriously, I'm going to be putting some of this stuff up for sale at this point. Like I'm doing another purge because as I'm looking around well, for something else to play, <laughs> I realize that – yeah. You're you're a completist not only of the game but of the the industry. <laughs> see, that, yeah, that's a bad thing. That's a very bad thing. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of so, cool. It's you know, I you mean, have, if you're you have, interested, I got one. I got pretty much. I got what you want, if whatever right. it is. But that's that's kind of why I've held off on Infinity. Do I want to buy another game that I may not play, especially if Ninth comes out and I really love it, you know, and I start playing more of that. Mm. Or and like I said, I I really enjoy. I've been going over the rules for Malifaux Second Edition, and I, I really like it. I, I like. So the l- rules. let me ask you something: When you delve into a new game, and I think this this topic is is especially relevant now when you choose when you look at a new game do you do you consider the fluff first or the aesthetic of the models or the playability of it or an even mix of the three or it's a little of a mix um i really do look a lot at the fluff uh and when i pick up that rule book and start flipping through it does it get me like when i first saw malifaux the models were decent you know Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the models for Malifaux have gotten a lot better. When they first came out, I would just qualify them as decent. But I looked at the at the rule like the rule book really caught my eye. And when when I was reading and hearing about what the story behind it was, I'm like okay, that story is pretty interesting. I'm, I want to I want to read more about this. Mm-hmm. And the artwork now the artwork has really changed from the first edition. But that original artwork and that storyline just grabbed me and didn't let go. And I was like, this I like. See, the thing with Malifaux is it never. It never gripped me. I've looked at it and looked at the models and everything. It just never really it grabbed hold of me. I, it always struck me as a weird amalgam of like gothic cowboy sci-fi. Kind of not really. Uh, you know, alternate history, you know, back a uh, hundred years ago, you know, magic comes into the world for real. It's this alternate, almost like an alternate universe on the other side of this rip in reality. And they go there and it's like where magic sort of comes from it's it's weird it's pretty interesting um but it's that it's that you know alternate it's alternate history but it's still in the past but like science and stuff have gone in different directions than ours mm-hmm. so it's not really steampunk but there's little elements kind of of it there right um that and that in the models just never really it they kind of have those like Tim Burton kind of feel to them. I've never been a fan of Tim. Burton. I've never been a fan of his. So oh, see, yeah, I I I like I like the way him. those models look. Yeah, I do. I really like the way the models look, and I think yeah. they've just gotten better. Um, and I and I loved that the game was 
not – I mean, you know what it was? It was after trying War Machine and never winning one game ever. Mm-hmm. And it's always just that I'm going to kick you in the teeth and kill your general and then the game's over. It was like that right. sort of – shut up. Um, that, you know, the whole – you know, I take your king and the game's over. Mm-hmm. Malifaux was – you know, you have a crew and they got a job and there's a plan. And I, I actually have, I've wiped my opponent out and lost the game. Infinity is much the same. It's all about the, uh, the the mission. Yeah, and that I really enjoyed. And then the card mechanic I thought was really interesting and fun uh, because it, there is that randomness of the draw, but there's also that strategy of what you have how, in your how hand. How often do you get to play Malifaux? Uh, I haven't. I have not played in about a year. I, do I you haven't. see yourself playing it more often? Oh, so here's the thing. Heather likes the models, and she likes the aesthetic of the rules. We played it last year at Gen Con, and she really liked it. Uh, oh, so, so you could play whenever, then. If, if I build and paint the models for her. Right. Because as she said, she has no desire to paint the models. What is that cat looking at? They're better to see what he's doing. Um, well, what better motivation? If exactly. you wanted to play the game, you have a player... Right there, and that's vicinity. what I'm saying. That's why Malifaux is really sort of at the forefront for me. So, but so mm-hmm. hobbying though, I actually I, I, what else? okay. So other than p- building and painting your Infinity stuff, what else have you been doing? Anything else? Nope, that's a, that's it. All right, um, I have the dwarf faces, beards, all the all the gems and and stuff in the beards, and all the armor. Complete. Wait, they have gems in their beards? Well, not gems, but like where the plats are, there's like little gold clips oh, and right, stuff, okay. like holding right. the end of the braids. Yeah. And so I've got all the gold painted and highlighted. I have the faces done, the beards done, and the armor done. And <laughs> I, I got every single scale on the male skirts and the on the on the male coming down over the over the biceps, right. every one of every individual scale has now been highlighted and done. Basically, I and need this to, is a unit of forty guys, a unit of forty hammers. Nice. Uh, basically, I need to put the blue and the white, you know, the the army colors, mm-hmm. on the helmets and the shoulder pads and the and the and the gauntlets, um, and then go in and do any of the gold trim, the fancy gold trim on it. So. And, all, all of this uh, negativity has not slowed your hobby progress, it seems. Well, here's the thing. I, you know, I, it's, I, I keep building this one unit. I'm like, I want to finish this unit, and then I'm going to start painting some of my Malifaux stuff because I need a break. Okay. Um, but as I finally got through the last of all this armor being done, and I'm looking at, okay, now i got to start the blue and the white and trying to do this shading. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I'm putting it aside. What do you mean? Like you're pausing? I, I don't know that I. I kept saying I'm. I'm going to finish this unit and then go and and paint some other stuff. Right. And I think I'm going to put this in back in the battle foam before it's done. Like, to what end? Uh, to, to what end of that? I just I, I want to paint my other stuff. I'm I at this point I I'm I'm I think I need to. So put you're switching gears to Malifaux. Is that what you're saying? At, at least for hobbying right now, yes. Yeah. Because if I want to start playing this a little more and doing this, I need to get these things painted or else I can't play. And honestly, there's about 14 colors on those dwarfs, even though they look like solid metal from the front. With mm-hmm. the beards, I mean, I got at least four or five colors in each beard, three or four colors in the, in each bit of the gold. Um, I got the faces done. I mean, they, I could put those on the table as they are oh, now. Nice. And they'd, I mean, they'd be good enough. 
You know what I'm saying? They're well, not well I mean, if you, need, if you feel needed to take a break and walk away from it, you should I, definitely do that. I, I, you don't want to burn I, yourself out. I don't want to. Like, it's like I'd like to finish this and say, look, it's completed. It's done. As good as that champion that I showed you, the one that I entered for yeah. the crystal brush. Yeah, I'd yeah. like them all to be done to that part. But at this point, it's like as I'm painting them, it's just I'm it's it's depressing me. <laughs> well, yeah, if that's. If your hobby is depressing you, then walk away. Because I keep painting it going, am I going to need these 40? I mean, according to the rumors of which units of dwarfs are going to still be in the book, Mm -hmm. it's basically going to be the basic, uh, I think it's like the basic warriors. And then they said it's the iron breakers and the iron drakes. No hammerers. Yeah. And that's what I'm painting is the hammerers. And I'm just like. Okay, you know what? I'm going to put this aside and wait for three weeks and find well, out what the truth is because I just... I've, I, I, if, if, if that's the case, it's impressive that you've taken them this far. I would have stopped the second I heard that. Okay, well, I heard that basically about... Okay, I finished the, 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 the highlights on each of the scales about five, six days ago, yeah. and I read this like Friday night, and I is haven't hobby uh, since Friday night. It's Monday, but it's Tuesday, folks. Is this part of the reason why you're so um, not in a good, not not happy? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just like uh, you know, I love this hobby and I love these models and I love what I'm doing and I realize things are going to change and when an edition changes, some of your models become more useful than others. But I'm just to the point where I was this this was the army that I wanted to take as much time as I needed to make it perfect, and I've spent a lot and of now time that's on all this. Being changed, I don't know what I'm gonna. You know, it's like I. I've spent. I'm, I will eventually finish this unit, even if it's a useless unit, because sure. damn, it's starting to look really good. And I just well, want to finish it on principle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can do, you can always use them as something else. And that's the thing. Until I know exactly what I'm doing with it, or how many I need, or whatever, I, I just I need to take a step back because right. I, I, just looking at them makes me sad. I just, <laughs> it, it does. Looking at all of this, yeah, all of my not, Warhammer stuff is making me that's sad. Not, that's that's the the anti definition of a hobby, right? And so you should yeah definitely yeah. take a break. But that, I mean, you wonder why I've been like bleh, the whole beginning of half of the episode is because seriously, I'm like fit to burst. I come down here and like the last four days, I had four days off. I could have hobbied. I didn't. I sat around and I sorted through stuff and put stuff away. And I've been right. cleaning. I've well, been doing spring cleaning, like literally a lot going of it, through uh, garbage. A lot of us are in that same boat. Whether it's your army has flown off into space. Or, you know, all the bases now have to change or, you know, u- massive units, you know, are no longer going to be usable. And I, a lot of people are in that same boat. And that's that's why we have this, this current state of mind. Yeah. And, and it's, dude, it's hard. It's really hard. And it, it's it, maybe it's because we're hearing nothing. I think it's a big combination of a lot of these different things. I mean, right. the way Archaon ended, and then all the rumors coming about all these big changes, and it's just like I, I, I have. There's no, there is nothing for me to grab onto. I, I hear you. Well, let's let's. There are know. no handholds on this cliff. When right. Well, let's let's talk about it in great detail when when Meal is on. So let's finish right. up this segment. In you terms got any of, other then? Uh, better call Saul. Walking Dead. Both. Better Call Saul is great. Walking Dead is watchable. I'll watch it because there's nothing else. Season on. finale of Walking Dead was fantastic. Yes, although if they kill Glenn, I will immediately stop watching the show. 
Oh, what? You, oh, I get it. They kill the Asian and you quit watching? Well, no, th- not only that, but he's the only guy that's hanging on to his humanity. Okay. Well, him and his wife, but his wife's character seemed to drop off the planet right. a little yeah, bit. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, seriously, this case, spoilers, people, I thought, I thought they killed him. I really thought they I killed him. I thought so, him. too. And that's why I say that, because if they had, I would have stopped watching uh, the show. Morgan started to cry. I was pissed. I was yelling at the television. I'm like, no way. No way right. you did that. And I was like, okay. I don't even know how he got out of that. Who cares? He lived. I was like, all right, good. Right, exactly. You know who's fascinating me, though? Mm. It's Carol. Yeah, she's she's an interesting character. She's, she's come awesome. a long way. She is scary as hell. Dressing well, up nice, the doing becoming... Stepford wife thing. Well, they, yeah. They've They're all becoming uh, anti-heroes in some respects. Well, Maybe you have to to survive in that world. I don't know. Well, and that's, that's what I think it is. And I think that's been the whole point of this last couple of episodes is they went to a place that's it's a city. and Seemingly safe, right? They have well, it together. You know what they looked like? This city reminded me of Terminus before they got a, they got a, you know attacked by those bad guys and beaten and raped and turned into evil right, cannibals. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And you look at that and they're everybody's right. They're like, dude, you're you're the next you're terminus waiting to happen if you don't right. take care of yourselves. And yeah, I mean Carol's just like, Well, hey, we'll play along with them, but we do what we have to do. And I was just like, Woof. And she's just scary when she t- with, with that little boy and stuff. It's like, Ooh, oh yeah, that oh, was yeah. oh I love it. I loved it. It was great. And Better Call Saul, you know, for a show that I didn't know if I liked or not after the first two episodes, I really, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. Yeah the the second to last episode was one of the best. Yeah, and, uh, the season finale was good, not great. I, it's like the, almost the one before it that set it up was better. Right. Because um, I'm not 100% certain exactly what the heck just happened at the very end of that, that episode at the season finale. Mm. Where he got well, I, I, we can't say too much because yeah. we can't. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. All yeah. I know is I'll be watching it next season. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it, it's it's very well written. And the characters are compelling. You want to – you know, it's funny because I know where he's going. And it's so interesting seeing how he gets there because right. – I still don't see how he gets there yet. Like, I'm seeing little clues, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. And plus the other stuff that they're giving us, the uh, the other cool stuff with the characters, the other, you know, Mike. Right. They kind of flesh out his background. Learning about Mike makes Walter seem a, a hundred times more evil because of what what happens between right. them in Breaking Bad. Like, you watch that, and you're like, oh, wow, I hate you a little bit more, Walter. Uh, yeah, but Walter didn't know. He doesn't well, know and, any of Mike's and, background. He, and, and he doesn't care. And, well, exactly, and neither did we. But it's like, wow, look at, you know, you, you see all the lives he winds up destroying, and you're sitting there going, well, they're bad guys. Well, they're bad guys. Well, they're bad guys. And I'm sitting there going, well, well Mike Mike wasn't. Right. Like, you you learn all about Gus, and you're like, oh, screw him. Like, by the end, you're like, oh, I'm glad you got it, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like you're just as evil as, as Walter at every level. Mike just wasn't, you know, and it's like, oh, this is really cool. And I'd like to see more of those types of things going on. So I loved it, too. I agree with you 100 yeah. percent. It's so good. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, don't go see It Follows. Avoid that movie like the plague. Don't Never listen. Heard to, of it. Oh, it's like supposed to be the scariest horror movie in decades. It was terrible, terrible. Yeah. Okay, it <laughs> I, was I, I, terrible. <laughs> like it's not scary. Like it's a cool idea, 
that has like, and the, I think the movie's about a, about an hour and thirty minutes, and there's about four minutes of really cool movie in there, and then the rest of it's like, oh my god, this is boring. Something happened. No, nothing happened. Anyway, time for a okay. break. All right, sounds good. All right. Garage Hammer fans, this is Jumpin' Johnny Jive here to tell you about the hottest Warhammer tournament, Blood in the Sun! That's right, Blood in the Sun 5, staying alive, June 26th, 27th, and 28th, 2015. Blood in the Sun is a three-day celebration of fantasy miniatures, featuring a Funkadelic Friday five-man club challenge, a two-day tantalizing 2,400-point Grand Tournament, and lots of dynamite time to socialize with Warhammer players from around North America. This year, we've got a few new surprises for you, so make sure you check us out at www.bloodinthesun.com. That's right, www.bloodinthesun.com. Be there or be square. Welcome back to Garage Hammer with David and Chris, and we are joined by a very special guest, Neil Vermeulen. How's it going, Neil? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Good. Hanging in there. Uh, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We, we need an intervention. <laughs> Somebody needs some happy drugs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's call exactly the voicemail, 757-GH06. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be like the joke of the show. That's going to be like the name of the episode. 757 GA Show 6. Mumble, mumble. Yeah, talk him off the ledge. Uh-huh. But, uh, oh, but yeah, no, thanks no. for joining us, man. We wanted to have you on because uh, you have uh, won uh, Warhammer Fantasy Championships, the overall at Adopticon this year. So congratulations. Yay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, right. that was that was a lot of fun. It was uh, nice to be able to pull that one out. You and your filthy demons. Yeah. Well, yes. fil- filthy legions. Filthy. Yes. Uh, oh. uh, let's let's talk times. filthy. Let's talk filthy legions. So uh, give us a quick rundown. Wait, of filthy legions, not filthy legions. That's that's unless could you were playing both. Nurgle, then it could be filthy <laughs> legions. But could be both. Yeah. All right. So yeah, let's hear this list, Meal. Okay. <laughs> my filth. Uh, of course, legions of chaos. Um, the only disadvantage there you have is that you don't have any access to any of the big characters other than Glot King, who, mm-hmm. for obvious reasons, nobody you don't see him anywhere at any of the big tournaments. So I, mm, I mean, I, I've lost, seen him a couple times, but yeah, he's not a power choice. If that's no, no. Uh, so I went with uh, Demon Prince of Slanesh uh, for my general, uh, pretty basic kit. Uh, Level 4, Laura Slanesh, which is just probably about one of the best 
lore is out there. It's the, you don't get to play lore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the kit I have on him is Charm Shield, Dragonbane Jam, other Trickster Shards, the Soul Feeder, uh, Soul Feeder, Skilled Skin, and Chaos Familiar. Okay. And that's the actually toned down version. If I have more points to play with, then I tool him up even more. Then he's another 45 points, actually. Jeez. He comes in at 520. Oh, pretty healthy. Okay. And he has, of course, the flight and the chaos armor. So, right. I mean, he's such a staple. You can't really go wrong with him. And then the lore slanesh is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only difference I see with most people, how they get him out, is most people take the, uh, the plus one to hit sword. Mm-hmm. Sort of striking, I believe it is. Right. Uh, I like the other trickster shard better. And it really works well in combination with, uh, with the lore slanesh. Okay. Uh, the reason being is you charge into something nasty that has a high ward save or whatever, and then you cast uh, Choir on it, and they have to re-roll those ward saves as well. Ah, so it actually, that is a good combo. Yeah, it actually works pretty well. So uh, I haven't really needed to use it that way much, but it's, it's there if you, if you need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the uh, always... Uh, Nice to have unkillable BSB, so exalted hero of Zinch mm-hmm. with uh, talisman of preservation, third eye of Zinch on a demonic uh, barred demonic mount. So for a three up ward save, re roll ones, one up armor save, and I give him a, a great weapon and a shield. So in combat, he's only two up ward save, but he doesn't take that many wounds. He's generally pretty good off. Right. Uh, the only risk you really have with him is you can't put him into something that has too much static combat rest because if he runs, he's dead. Mm, true. Uh, uh, and then for my other two hero choices, that's the, the nastiness of the list. One is a Bray Shaman, level one, Lore of Death with a Dispel Scroll. Nothing mm-hmm. really exciting there, but... Uh, I love having my Dispel Scrolls. It's just something <laughs> you just need that, that one spell. It, for me, it, it changed my whole game. Uh, if I have that Dispel Scroll still, I use my Dispel Dice differently. So, it... Uh, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, and the other one is the Bray Shaman, level one, again, with on Lore of Death, with uh, the Hearthstone, or... As Chris Tomlin has dubbed it, uh, the third stone. Mm-hmm. Hashtag third stone. The infamous third stone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it it is nasty. I when I took the list, similar list to our pack, I didn't realize how bad it could be. And even after Paca, still not that convinced because there were two games that I should have lost and one with luck. But so, yeah, are you saying that it's uh, not as good as advertised? No, it's it's as good as advertised. It's oh, probably better oh, okay. than advertised. But it, you know, at back I didn't. Afterwards, I f- I felt really good about it. But I still mm-hmm. like. Oh, it's still. I mean, like I said, there were two games that I should have lost, and I didn't. So, hmm. yeah. Uh, and then my uh, core is four units of pink horrors with a banner. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. So each one spell, uh, each one spell, a little orange. Uh, uh, Some cheap fortitude. 
cheap fortitude, a lot of fortitude too. So yeah. the whole list has uh, seven fortitude, I believe. Yeah, so, that's uh, pretty good. At two thousand points, that's that's pretty nice. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, and then a skull cannon, another skull cannon, of course, because you can't have just one. And a unit of three plague drones. And by then I ran out of points and I had no points for any more, any upgrades on those. So they didn't even get a banner or anything. They were just right. naked for three plague drones. To sort of get in the way and. Uh, get in the way. And they're actually the. Uh, they're actually pretty good against smaller units or even things that are pretty tough. They come in, mm-hmm. you can put them in there, and even if you throw them away, they still hold most things up for a turn, maybe right. two. Yeah, so, it's that minus one to hit. That's the, the killer. Yeah, and the yeah. toughness, the toughness yeah. they have. And, of course, with the demon units, five upward save from everything. Yeah, so, well, that is true. Yeah. So when you were building your list, were you anticipating certain matchups and, and building towards that? Or tell us a little bit what your thinking was. Well, first of all, um, like I said, I played it at, uh, at uh, a different version of it at uh, Wapaka, mm-hmm. and then I took it to Holy Wars, where it was more points, so there was more stuff in there. But this was the core of the list. So for Adapticon, it actually worked out really well because it's a two thousand, it's a two thousand point tournament, and I feel that this list gives me a great advantage because I have my. My all the things I really want in this two thousand points, mm-hmm. and so if the if I would have had more points to play with, yeah, I can put more stuff in. But that means that other people can put more stuff in as well. Right. And I feel here I've got the bare bones of all. Let's call it what it is: the filth that I uh. wanted in my list. <laughs> the mm-hmm. the Chaos Legion list is super strong at two K. It's stronger yeah, but- than most of the other lists. I think can get. I mean, the elf right. lists can get pretty filthy, but the chaos legions list at two K is pr- that. That's probably the, the 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 most rough and tumble you're going to see. Well, I think personally, I think the elf list is stronger. It's a personal preference, but the reason for well, I didn't see you playing it then. No, <laughs> no, no, I don't have elves. <laughs> I, I used to play high elves, and then they they gave them always strikes first, and I thought that was so stupid. Then it took all the fun out of the game because then you were still huh? well. Then it was still if you charge, you got to hit. So right. I oh, yeah, that was seventh where you took out the front rank and you won the the combat basically. Right, right, and right. I always I started with high elves, and they were horrible. And I think I've really learned a lot from playing this horrible army, and then I switched to vampire accounts. It's like, hey, this game is easy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, BC is uh, Warhammer on easy mode, right? Well, well it was. It you was know, BC players are jerks anyway. They just play. It was uh, back, that's just total easy mode. It was back then, but it. Uh, I mean, compared to the high elves back then, uh, it was a lot better. And I, you know, the they started. They gave them always strikes first, and now all of a sudden, you didn't have to worry about being charged anymore because you still got to hit first. And it just took all the tactical play for me because then it was really important. That you got the charge off, right? And all of a sudden, that wasn't anymore. So, so I kind of put those on the wayside and went to play around with some other ones. And uh, contrary to many 
people's beliefs. I haven't really always played all the filth. <laughs> well, we have never seen otherwise, so you will have yeah. to uh, convince us uh, otherwise. Well, well he, took, uh, he took mortars to that one tournament that I one took, time. Yeah, I took mortars, uh, mortar to the, mm. to masters. To the I masters. got a lot of flack for that. <laughs> mortars and flagellants. See, there you go. See, well, Neil, that's a topic for another show. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. But, well, so, Neil, now we don't we don't want to dwell on a on like a, a blow by blow all five games because we, no, we no, all no. played. Now we all had highs and lows. Any now, were there any real highlights of, against you know for like like just well, what, tell, tell us about yeah. your hardest game. Yeah, what was your roughest game exactly? Roughest game. Uh, they were all pretty easy. Let's they, face it. No, I they won. were all they <laughs> were all pretty tough. <laughs> they were all pretty tough. Um, the it's it's hard to say a roughest game because things just went my way and. Uh, like what? What to, went your way? To to win it to win an Adapticon tournament, you have to be lucky. Yeah. You're never going to win it on skill alone. I mean, uh, yeah, you have to play a tight game, but you have to get lucky. Uh, so, I think the game that I felt most uneasy about, that I thought was going to be the hardest to win, was my fourth game, which was against uh, Scooter. Uh, oh, no. playing uh, no sorry it was against his brother it was against uh, Caleb oh, Caleb Walters right. uh, and he was playing Nagash mm-hmm. and that one was uh, was probably the toughest I think I, I had heard that you had just cannoned off Nagash no yes and that's well, why did I, it take a long time to do that or no no actually that was the reason uh, so we deployed I won't go through it too in too much detail. We deployed and he finished deploying first, but I got lucky and I got the first turn. Mm-hmm. So in my, uh, I knew that Nagash and I knew his play style too, and he plays Nagash exactly the way you need to play him uh, to win. Mm. And one of the things that he's known for is for summoning spells, he summons a unit of eight superkle stalkers. Right which a lot of people don't think is being one of the best choices. But it's actually probably the best choice you can summon with Nagash. Because uh, their ability is the, their shooting attack, which they can immediately use. Mm-hmm. And you place a unit of eight anywhere within 36 inches of Nagash, and you get uh, 10 artillery dice worth of shots. That I think it's a no armor save. Yeah, it's strength a no five? armor. No, it's a it's strength one, but it's based on it goes off your initiative. Mm, so oh, that's right. But he needs most of the time you need sixes to hit things, unless mm. it's really slow stuff. Right. Uh, but if you roll ten artillery dice worth, uh, eight artillery dice worth, you're looking at fifty fifty ish shots. Yeah, on average. Yeah. So pretty much anything. I mean, uh, he went for my skull cannons, which was the right choice mm. or not. But he so well that was the biggest threat to him. So that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So a quick, real quick for the first tur- two turns, I get uh, my I get really lucky in my first turn with my magic phase, uh, where the 
the reign of chaos. Mm-hmm. It ends up being the Nurgle result. I do D6 strength 3 hits on Nagash, plus 3 strength 3 hits on Nagash. And I actually end up doing 3 wounds, and he only saves one of them. Wow. So right off the bat, 2 wounds on Nagash. So that, that was really nice. Mm-hmm. Then I cast Choir on him. I cra- cast... Uh, what do you call a uh, gateway on him? Oh, and in total, I only get one wound out of that. Okay. Out of those two. So that was a little disappointing. I shoot both uh, skull cannons on him, and he saves both of them. They both hit, but he saves both on the ward save. So he's still okay. on four wounds left. In his turn, he casts. I have my scroll, I have good magic defense, but he still casts. I use my scroll, and he still casts a unit of. Uh, Infantry, uh, which is a current rate with a, a banshee, which he puts right in front of one of my skull cannons. And the unit of superkle stalkers, which goes against uh, next to the other skull cannons. Mm-hmm. And then he casts a gaze of Nagash uh, with, uh, to heal a wound on Nagash. So all that stuff, and I have a scroll, and I just, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. He's going to get that. He has the um, the plus three power dice from the from the casket. Mm. He has the plus three to cast from the higher titan. So he has exactly the, the right setup for it. Uh, so in my second turn, my magic again does nothing to Nagash. I mm. do everything on him again. I get five hits with choir and don't do a single wound. Um and, but my skull cannon, my one skull cannon that has survived is left on two wounds that's going to die pretty much the yep. next turn. Shoots at Nagash and he fills the ward save and I get the five wounds, which he still had five wounds left. And oh, he goes down. If he would have had one more magic phase, I would have lost that game. Yeah. Wow. Certainly seems the case because that skull so, cannon was about to die, like you said. The skull cannon is going to die. You cast another Spurkle, this unit of Spurkle Stalkers, right mm-hmm. by my uh, Demon Prince. Although he did make one mistake in my mind, I put my Demon Prince right in front of a unit of 100 zombies. He had a unit of 100 zombies. Mm-hmm. And I to get within choir range, the only place I could put him was right in front of the unit of zombies. With, and I... The only thing I needed to do was make sure I stay out of Nagash's charge arc because mm-hmm. Nagash will kill my demon right. prince. So, and he charged in with the zombies, which I was extremely happy about because as soon as he's in combat, the Nagash list has nothing to kill him with anymore. Ah, uh, right. I mean, he can't shoot at me anymore in combat right. or anything. So I was very happy about, about that. Well, I suppose he did that to pin you there so that he can move Nagash away from your choir casting. Yeah, but it was a little, that, that was a little weird because he actually did put uh, put, put Nagash behind the unit of zombies where he's still within mm-hmm. the 12 inches of Nagash, of uh, mm-hmm. my demon prince. So hmm. that was, was a little odd. But, and even then, at that point, I still had a tough time getting through everything because he mm-hmm. probably put on at least seven, 700 points of models on the table again. And yeah, it, I mean, you've got to 
major advantage all of a sudden. Sure. But it still wasn't a pushover. He knows how to play that list. And uh, as I said, if he had, would have had one more of those magic phases, it's... I mean, he could have put all sorts of nasty stuff out and yeah. it would have yeah. been nothing I could have done about it. But once you took down Nagash, you, you pretty much had it at that point? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, you pretty much have it at that point. Uh, there were a couple things still there that that are tough to deal with, but nothing over the top. It wasn't anything really hard. So that was probably my, even though I win it, won it pretty much in turn two. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the the game that I thought was the toughest for me. Gotcha. The toughest matchup. Uh, the easiest matchup, funnily enough, were, for me was uh, my third game against Mike Smith. And that was against the host of Eternity King with Malekith. That was the easiest one? That was the easiest one. Uh, my army is an insanely good counter, counter from, for Malekith. Let me. Did you do the um, one of those slenish spells that impede movement? So he's moving yes. randomly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you and he deployed again. I ended up getting the first turn. Lucky there. So I immediately put my demon prince within range of within the twelve inches of um, yeah, of him of Malekith. Of Malekith, and a lot of people immediately go. You know, they six dice choir or anything. Right. And, uh, I don't find that the best way to play it. I generally look at the biggest threat on the board and then I use acquiescence on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I two dice acquiescence on Malekith and they know Choir is still there, they know uh, Gateway is still there so generally they'll let that go. So for those that don't know uh, tell us what acquiescence does. Acquiescence is, it's kind of the same thing as Choir but it's in a lot of ways better so if you cast on something that has a 24 inch range it's really cheap to cast I believe it's a 6 to cast mm-hmm. and if you get it off uh, the unit that it's cast on gets uh, always strikes last until my next magic phase and random move d6 yeah that's the killer the random movement is just ridiculous yes no, nobody cares about the always strikes last. Right, well, right, it's, yeah. it's it's a nice bonus, but and actually on Malekith you really don't care because he still strikes before right. you. <laughs> yep. He still gets the rerolls and everything. Yep. But uh, the reason why I always do that is because then at the start of my magic phase, I roll those two dice on it. I have very little chance of miscasting, mm-hmm. and I know for a fact already that they'll uh, let it go. <laughs> well, I don't know for a fact that they'll let it go, but if they let it go, I know for a fact, okay, this turn I won't have to worry about Malekith. Right. Other than what he's going to do with his magic. But the nice thing about playing against Malekith is magic is not very offensive. Right. Yeah, exactly. With shadow he magic. Can't, he can't do much damage with his magic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's, a lot, that's a thousand points of... Uh a whole lot of nothing at that point. <laughs> right. And so in the game that we played, I did that, and then I cast Choir on him, and the next uh, and I cast I got Choir on him again, and I finished it off with a gateway. Yeah. So, And he never got to move away from uh, his area. He never got to move more than six inches. Right. Oh, yeah, I got that done to me, too. And uh, it's a great counter. It's not... It, fun necessarily but it's a no, great counter for him. It's an amazing counter and 
It's, you know, I love the lore slash, but it is really nasty on your opponent because all of a sudden the nicest thing that they have on the board that's going to beat face is it's not, not moving. moving. No. <laughs> and that's, and often, sometimes you use it for that, and often I use it to keep people out of my horror bunker, mm-hmm. my group of horror. So, um, yeah, it's a surprisingly good lore. I haven't really uh, used it myself amazing. much, but. Uh, yeah, it is. It is really good. It, it it really only has three really good spells in it. The rest of the spells are kind of meh. But no. uh, you need acquiescence. You need choir, and then uh, what is it? Phantasmagoria, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the third one that makes you take leaderships on three d six. Yeah, that's that is and really this, good too. Discard the lowest. So you know, I got. I have no beef with any of the spells in that deck. My only beef is that you have two of the same spell in your deck, and right. in in a game where they basically go out of their way to make sure that you pretty much don't get duplicate spells most of the time. Mm-hmm. To put duplicate, basically, pretty much the same spell, right? Twice. Mm-hmm. In the deck, it's just that's that's the annoying part. That's the yeah, one that's, thing. That's rough. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to stop both of them. And it, it's interesting that everybody is terrified of the choir one because it does damage. But in my personal opinion, I think I would take acquiescence over choir any day because of the low casting cost. But yeah. mostly because you don't have to do damage. Choir doesn't do anything if you don't do damage. Hmm. So right. if somebody either if you either roll bad uh, or your opponent uh, ro- makes all his ward saves, you haven't done damage, so the other the random movement is not in effect. There's always that chance, right? Right. Why why take the risk? Yes, and but the best is of course the combination because if you have the combination, they'll let the acquiescence go just because they know choir is still in your back pocket. Yep. So interesting. So okay. seventy-five battle. So you basically got full points on every game, am I correct? Yes. yes, yes. And I do have to say one of the other things that I knew going into Adepticon. Well, I didn't know, but I expected that uh, really helped my list out too. Every single Adepticon I've played in, terrain is always extra battle points. Mm, right. So I figured that was in there. So it's nice to have all that fortitude so I can grab all those terrain pieces and I have some, I, most of it is static, but I still have the Demon Prince and the BSB, which are very mobile. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, I bring my own terrain piece with the Hearthstone. Oh, right. So uh, I, uh... I get I get bonus. I never needed actually in any uh, all of the game. I never needed. It. I had enough terrain pieces every time secured that I didn't need the hurt zone. But if you would need that for those extra points, it's nice it's to have. Nice, it's nice to bring your own terrain piece. That's that's true. Yeah, that's true. So it, even dirtier. <laughs> and then with the more we talk, yes. Neil, the dirtier the list becomes. <laughs> it is. It is. It, it is fiendishly dirty. And a lot of people look at it initially, and especially now, now it's the secret is out. Everybody knows right. what it does. And everybody knew in advance, it's, oh, it's a Hearthstone list. But yeah. no, until you really see what it actually does, and until you get, to, oh, I get two Dispel dice, and you still get 12 Power dice, mm-hmm. 
and then they see the selection because my list generally it has seven wizards in there, so I have eleven spells. Spell yeah. I have a selection out of eleven spells, and some of them are really good. Yeah. So, and it's not just. Uh, uh, the Demon Princess spell because also the Horrors Gateway is an amazing spell and I often cast it very early on in my magic phase because I can just throw six dice at it mm. and if I miss if I get a miscast on it I know for a fact it's not going to drain my power dice right true so if I if I six dice choir which a lot of people just immediately go for six dice choir it's like, yeah, I'll miscast, but then I lose all my other power dice. So with right. Gateway, I can safely cast Gateway and know for a fact that I'm still going to have five power dice left at, after I cast Gateway. Oh, true. So that's, it's all, it, there's a lot of nastiness, a lot of synergy that works in the, into this list. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm now heavily building on my list for uh, uh. for bits because I've promised that I won't take this film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're taking it easy on the rest of us, huh? Well, thank you. Not taking I, this filth. Didn't say not taking filth. He's not taking this filth. No, I, I, I like list building. It's actually, for me, a big part of my hobby. Mm. And I spend a lot of time looking at things and then um, I think it's it's a very important part of the game. So, uh, the list building I, phase, yeah, yeah, and I like to I like to play around with lists and uh, like for bits, I'm really trying to work on something that uses a lot of the units that you don't see very much. I like so, that. Yeah. So, and, and I'm not going to say that it's going to be a really nice fluffy list. No, I'm going to bring a list that I'm going to try to win with. with. Yeah. But it's it's for me a challenge to see, oh, can I make this work? Cuz right now what I'm looking at it's a uh, it's a chaos sorcerer lord on a dragon and then a big unit uh, of uh, chaos warriors. Mhm. And I'm still trying to debate whether I'm going to use giants or Hell Cannon. Giants. But I'm, I, I'm leaning towards Giants. I yeah, Giants would be the, the bigger would, challenge. Would be the bigger challenge. Would be more fun. Yeah. Well, so, and against large things, though, Giants do surprisingly well. Giant, giants of Nurgle are actually, because I used them at Baka because of all the rules that they have yeah. for them. And they use surprisingly Pretty resilient, good. I imagine. He though. was good. But... Backer was an environment where there were no cannons. No cannons, right. So, but, yeah, I, I was really happy with how the giant performed, so I'm, I might give him another go. Okay. Well, <laughs> it, your list-building skills certainly showed through with this uh, turdstone list, because it is, it is off the beaten path for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was surprised that there weren't. I think there were other third zone lists there, but I didn't really see much of much of it. I had expected to be to be more there. No, that's. Uh, I think that's a patented uh, meal for meal and original. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There you go. I, I mean, you see a lot of the Malakits, and honestly, I I think that the Elven host of the Eternity King list is way better without Malakith. 
Malik. I tend to agree. He's just way. He's the game. If you can kill him, you win. Well, I know. And if, like I said, with this list, I know I've got good answers for him. He doesn't get to move, and I've got all the magic to take him out. To kill him, yeah. But on top of that, I know that I won't have to worry about. Uh, with, by using my magic, I won't have to worry about a Dispel Scroll because chances are there's no Dispel Scroll in the list anymore. And there's only half an army outside of him. If that. Right. It's a very small army outside of that for sure. Yeah, so it's um, it's kind of... Yeah, I think the, the without them, if you take some of the other filth in there, you could make a really, really nasty list with the host of the Eternity King without Malekith. Yeah. And I think you'd do a lot better than with him. Because we saw that Holy Wars, I mean, Malekith got killed. There were Easily. Were there? there were quite a few. Well, I had the honor of being the first Malekith to be killed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there are a lot, of, a lot of ways for him to be taken out. So he's not, all, I mean, he looks scary on paper, but in actual gameplay, there's a lot of um, tools to, to take him out. He has, a, he has a couple, you know, he has just about every list, every rule in the book. And I remember the first time I played it was at the Holy Wars and it was like, oh, he has that rule too. Oh, right. that one too. That yeah. one too. <laughs> And, but he has, but the, he has a couple of weaknesses. Uh, well, the, the ward save against um, only mundane attacks is the kicker. That's the that's, real big one. That's uh, that's a big one, but it's not his only one. I think the other one is he's not stubborn. Like uh, no, he's not. But so, but what a lot of players do is they run it in conjunction with the banner of the world dragon, which makes him stubborn. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And the other the other thing that uh, that is a disadvantage of him is weapon. As good as it is, it doesn't prevent it doesn't take away armor saves. So yeah, yeah, you're only relying on strength six. R- well, which is nothing to sneeze at, but right. Uh, but with, they still get a save. If you're looking at a one up or two up uh, mm-hmm. armor save character, then yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's how I beat him at uh, actually at. Holy Wars, I beat him in combat. Oh, wow. With yeah. your Demon Prince? Uh, yeah, actually, the Demon Prince uh, beat him and ran him off. Wow. But, hmm. again, the magic helped a lot with that. It's He actually uh, I see. he actually put him right in the middle of my army, and there's nothing I can do about it. So I ended up charging from every single which way I could. And so I had flank charges, rear charges, front, uh, and then I cast to, uh, Soul Blight on him, so he dropped to strength five. Mm-hmm. And then oh, I also yeah. then I also used, helps. then I used the mask to drop him to strength four. Now the demon prince takes the takes a challenge, mm. and all of a sudden he only strikes at strength four. I have a one up armor save, so I still yeah. only kill on once. Yeah, that will definitely do it. That takes the sting out of him for sure. Right? Yeah, and I mean that's that's a nice scenario if you can get that if you have that lined up. But I mean, yeah, there's definitely uh, some one-up armor saves things mm-hmm. that can do some damage to him. Absolutely. Yeah, if you have the right spells, that definitely will will help. Well, let's take a quick break. Yes. Before okay. we do, Time for a break. 
Yeah. Uh, I wanted to run through quickly the sort of top awards for for fantasy mm-hmm. for the championships at least for Adepticon. Sure. Um, right. So we had Dennis Gunya winning both Tourney's Choice uh, for display and appearance. That so army was gorgeous. Yeah, he he does a lot of good work. His his previous army of Slanesh was good, but this one is really it bops uh, and it's original really, looking. It's, yeah, it's really cool looking. Uh, Nicholas Walters, who we just mentioned, was Best Sportsman. Yeah, that's Scooter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Butcher won Best Appearance. Vincent mm-hmm. Tremblay won Best General. And, of course, Meal walked away with Best Overall. Okay. So congrats, Meal, and congrats to Thank the you. other winners. And, um, yeah, we'll come back and we'll talk about a little bit uh, General Warhammer uh, okay. right after this. Okay, sounds good. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. And we are back with Adepticon champion, Meal Vermeulen. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, so now uh, we talked about the specific of the championships. I wanted to talk about Adepticon sort of in general this year because there was a real weird vibe at Adepticon this year. And I don't buy for a second that it was just the change of venue or the fact that the uh, – that the um, you know th- that it got moved up a couple of weeks, or that it happened to be on the opening weekend of, you know, college basketball nonsense. Um, mm-hmm. So, what are you getting getting at? I just God, I had a miserable time. Miserable time. Wow. Kinda, yeah. Like, okay, okay. Part of it was I was going in already on the negative. Here's the thing: I went in and signed up for Kings of War on Thursday and the team tournament on Friday, and that's pretty much what my plan was. That I was going to do those things if I could, and then, and then you know maybe volunteer to 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 help out Saturday and Sunday with the championships, you know, because I just. I didn't think originally when it opened up it was going to be three hours a game for a two thousand point game. Quite frankly, I didn't want to play two thousand point Warhammer. Like I don't mind doing it once a year at 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 uh, at, uh, at PACA. At PACA. What do you feel? Two thousand points is too small. Yeah, you know what? I just I kind of do. I like the twenty four hundred point games. Um, personally, I think that it it gives, especially with the VC, it gives me a little chance to make sure that I've got, I can I can pack a punch where I've got a a, a better chance. Um, it's just two thousand seems 
you know, for a GT of that size, it seems small, especially when you had three-hour rounds originally. Now, they did cut it down there at the end, mm-hmm. but um, it just seemed like a long day to be playing a couple of 2,000-point games. I, I just wasn't really interested. Uh, and then it turned mm-hmm. out that I couldn't leave my house until Friday about eight thirty nine in the morning. So I couldn't do Thursday, and I couldn't make it to the team tournament. So basically, I kind of was, well, I'm not going to sign up for nothing. So, right, so you're left with the championship. I joined up for the championship, which mm-hmm. was the game I didn't necessarily want to play in because I just I'm of the mind that a lot of these end times uh, style tournaments, um, and I was saying earlier, Emil, uh, basically if you're not playing one of these legions list, and I was playing Undead Legion, although mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, I, it's, if you're not playing one of those stronger Legion lists, if you're not playing a Chaos Legion or a, or a you know host of the Eternity King or Skaven with a bunch of those stupid those stupid you know ninety yeah, yeah. Um, you're just you're you're going there just to roll dice mm-hmm. basically um, and uh, yeah well, I, 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 I know, would agree with you but there, a, there was a Bretonian player that placed second yes yes there was and not not just. Because of soft points, his battle point. I think he was second in battle points too. Yeah, no, he got a lot of battle points. Vince, Vince, uh, Vincent Tremblay did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the top twelve lists, top was, twelve stops. Yeah. It, there was a dwarf came in seventh. Mm-hmm. Bretonians came in second, and a I believe Tyler Harshi's Empire list that came in ninth didn't have a Super Carl. I don't think he had a Super Carl. I don't think he did either. Um, so there's three. The rest were there were two Skaven and the rest and one Undead Legion, and the rest were uh, uh, I think all Legions of Chaos. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. oh the no, there is, was an Elven host in there too. Justin Bergie's Elven host was in there. So the, the question is, if you want to compete at a tournament, you. Does that mean that what you have to, you have to bring one of these end time lists? Uh, right now, yes, that's yeah. my idea. I mean, you can get lucky and you can get by with without, but right now, the if you want to compete at a tournament like Adapticon, you're gonna have to bring end times. I would agree. It's and, just the world we live in right now, David. Yeah, and you know what. That's not uh, just uh, to me. That's not fun. And here's the thing: I know there's people who love it. Okay, I do know there's people who love it. I was approached by people at this tournament, and I'm not going to call anybody out because I don't want to embarrass anybody. And they came up to me in quiet, mm-hmm. but basically saying to me, "Listen, Dave, um, if this is how things are going for next year with either end times or weird rules, if the game's going to stay like this." Um, you know, we want to start this petition going to keep, you know, Adepticon basically running straight up 8th edition rules and not mm-hmm. doing this stuff anymore. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you want? And they basically asked me if I would, you know, if I would help by using the show as a platform to push this sort of thing. And I said, well, you know, let's see what ninth looks like first. Right. But there's, I know I'm not the only person who feels, and here's my thing. They had an end times freaking tournament on one of the evenings. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just, yep. you know, you didn't, it just didn't need to be here. And especially after what happened at PACA, most people knew, holy crap, those, the big characters. And I, I don't, I don't buy for a second that if you said, you know what, none of the, none of the Nagashes and the Super Carls and the, and that, just leave them and, and, and Malekith, leave them at home. Dude, people could have still brought. It's not like that one model be having to be taken out of your list. Well, screw it. I'm not going to Adepticon. I, I don't buy that. 
I just don't. Mm-hmm. The fact is, people are talking about the numbers. that Adepticon had record numbers this year. And people said there were less people at the 40K championships. 40K had so many more events. I was talking and hanging out with the 40K people on Friday. Some of my friends from like independent characters and stuff like that. Maybe there was a couple of less teams at the team tournament and a couple less players at the championships, but they had the friendly, the 40K friendly, the 40K Friday the 13th friendly. They had a bunch of 30K. They had more people overall playing, and they had more people overall playing just about everywhere, except the numbers were down tremendously. Well, for us, you know, there's and, there's two things though. I you know, and we touched on it before earlier in the show. TOs are trying to create a tournament that they think the players want. So I think in this case, I'm not. They well, hang on. They interpreted yeah. it that players wanted to bring, you know, these undead, uh, these um, end times lists. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is now that they've allowed those, I think you have to allow a bit of time for the tournament scene to adjust and say, okay, if it's if these are incorrect, if these are wrecking the tournament experience, then then we need to adjust. And I think we're seeing that adjustment period right now. The, the shame of it all is this whole experimental period is so finite before 9th edition comes up that it, it almost begs the question, well, why are we even doing this? And I think that's what your big beef is, David, right? Why are we even doing this? I just, oh my God. I, if somebody would come in, and it had to be local because you know I can't fly because I can't fly. Literally cannot fly. And I just don't, you know, with three kids, it's hard for me to travel. Um, but I swear to God, if someone was like, we're going to play a straight up eighth edition, like a pre-end times tournament, like back, like what, like like last year's bits, you know, before all the stuff came out. If we're going to play eighth edition, Oh my god! I think that would sell out in a heartbeat. I think there's so you mean many people. Rampage? Is that what Rampage is doing? Rampage is doing straight up eighth edition, no twenty five, no fifty percent lords or heroes, just straight twenty five percent lords or heroes, and no uh, end times at all. Uh, Nothing from end times. Three thousand points. If I it's three thousand, and oh. this time they are allowing grand army. See, <laughs> nice. So it and, is pure eighth edition. Actually, I wanted to go to the primer tournament because I can't go, but then I found out it's three and a half hour drive for me, and it's Oof. actually the Sunday before I start my new job, and I don't think that's uh, a good idea. <laughs> yeah, probably not. See, and I know I was coming in. I just see. I think Chris just hit the nail on the head. End times came out over the last couple of months. I mean, the, the last book has just come out. And so what have we had in between? We've had the first real seeing of what End Times does was Wapaka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the time Wapaka was played, by the time it was over, Adapticon was pretty much around the corner and there was no place for adjustments to be made anymore. You can't make that big of a rule change that close to that a tournament, close. that close to a tournament, and people have to completely change their lists. I mean, some people have to paint a lot for yeah. to get their list ready. Yeah, uh, and, and I and I see that. I just and now we've got this period of time. If you look at like the next real big GT is going to be bits, mm. and uh, I mean in this area, and. Bits has already put a lot of things in place to prevent the shenanigans that you see at uh, at 
that you saw at Adapticon. Yeah, and and not just because Chris is sitting right here, but they did a good job mitigating the worst of it. Right. I'm glad that they said. Uh, I I was surprised when they said no special characters from End Times at all, but then they allowed all special characters outside of End Times. I thought they would mm-hmm. keep the 500 cap and just keep most of the special characters out. But hey, you know what? Kudos to you guys for at least keeping that out. You know, at least keeping right. out the worst of it. Right. And um, honestly. There's a couple things I still think that I mean I've been talking to uh, Chris Kasmer who's uh, running the the Lady of the Lake GT up in Duluth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm going to that because uh, my niece actually goes to college there, and then uh, the whole family is going there. And me and my son are going to play, and uh, my wife and daughter are going to hang out with my niece. But uh, and I've been talking back and forth a little with him. He's bouncing, been bouncing ideas off of him. And actually, the the thing that I because he's already said end times armies are allowed, and he feels like I can't go back on that now anymore. And his tournament is in August. But yeah, no, uh, so I think next. So if if ninth edition wasn't coming out. We, and next year, you know, Wapaka starts all over again, and we have all the tournaments mm-hmm. being run again. They would all make adjustments that I think would bring things in line to the tournament experience that I think we all want. Right. And, you know, end times, I'm not going to lie, end times has been good to me. I mean, <laughs> I did really well with this list, and but I think I'm probably the biggest fan of end times being done. So let's talk about that. What? What is it about it that you like, and how do you feel about those people? And there are a lot of those people that don't like it. Well, what I what I liked about it is I I got to change things around, and of course I came out with a really good army and some mm-hmm. really successful tournaments. So I've won my first GT, which I've never done before, and I honestly never thought I would because my my painting just isn't. Up to scale. You got twenty four out of twenty five possible meal. You didn't. Yeah, do that I know. Yeah, I know. But I, I've learned since in the last year. I think I've learned to pay attention to the to the uh, painting checklists yep. and make sure you check all those boxes. Yeah, you're playing a game. Your, That's what you got to do. Your free hand might be horrible, but it's on there, and it's another point. <laughs> so, yep. Yep. but anyway, so. Um. I like that. I mean, there was all of a sudden this whole new list building uh, opportunity, right? opportunity where you could all play with all sorts of stuff. And, you know, I did that and it was fun. And, I, I, you know, now for me, it's like, oh, let me look back at the old lists and see what I can do with those again. But am I so that's pretty much what I enjoyed, the list building, the seeing what, what you can come up with. What I don't like about end times is, uh, first of all, there's a major power flux. I mean, it feels like uh, 6th edition again, where it was vampire mm-hmm. counts, uh, dark elves, mm-hmm. and demons that reigned the world, and the rest just... I said earlier, I think this is almost worse, though. Right, yeah. And but what I but if you now look at like what even between the end times lists uh, and so much of it, it's not a game anymore. It's just just too much randomness, too much uh, luck involved. If you look at 
for instance, the new Stormfinch. Those Stormfinch, you take like what Rallion did, took a unit of five with one of those drills and four rattling cannons, I think mm-hmm. they're called. And then they pop up anywhere and they shoot at something and that's gone. It doesn't right. matter what it is, whether it's a great unclean one or it's a... Or Malekith. Or Malekith or... What I think in one turn he said he shot at Moriarty. He popped up and shot at Moriarty and did 48 wounds on her in one round of shooting. 48? Yes. So, what, overkill? So the, in what it comes down to is... And people they, aren't telling them don't bring them to their tournaments. I just, I mean... I, but I, it's I, like, yeah. pick that unit, you point at a unit and take that off the table. And that's not... There's not nothing tactical about that, and same same with my list, and the same with Carl. Uh, like Carl goes into something and he takes that off the table, and uh, so it's w- just. Would you say that it's, nowadays with end times, it's less about gameplay and more strictly about list building? No, it, I think it's more about luck. Oh, just luck. Period. I th- I think luck is a lot more. I mean, you have to have the tools, and if you don't have those, then, you know, you're not even in the opportunity to have the luck. But, like, a lot of those games that I played at Adapticon or at PACA or whatever is who gets whose big guy first. Yeah, that, that was my experience in a nutshell. Right, and that's, uh, I mean, with the with all... Uh, big guys with Nagash, it was clearly, can I get Nagash before he summons enough mm-hmm. to destroy my army? No, I lose. Yes, I win. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's not the game that I enjoy. I enjoy a strategic game. and It's but, why I didn't want to sign up. It really is. I, I mean, I, I hate to be the negative Nelly here. It's just not fun. But I want to bring something really positive that I noticed at Adapticon 2 from the end times. What's that? Uh, and that's probably something that people haven't noticed too much, Is but I was playing top tables all the whole time because I was on max course, and I have never had... Uh, yeah, it was, it, it's stressful. You're at the end, you're like, oh, I'm, I have a chance to win, win this. But the games themselves were really relaxed, were really calm, and the reason for it was is that I think both me and my opponents, which I owe gratitude for because they made a really uh, fun tournament for me, but me and my opponents both felt like, okay, it's, you know, it's it's a lot of luck involved here. With here. And like when I killed um, Caleb Snagash, he's, okay, takes him off. And I mean, he's not salty about it. It's like, you know that's what you needed to do, so you did it, and it it felt really relaxed because of that. I, I will agree with you there. My games were all very much in the same vein. How, I, what about you, David? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, you know what? I'm, okay, real talk here. Uh-oh. The numbers were down. Mm-hmm. People weren't even signing up because people just didn't want to play in this style. I, I'm not buying for a second that it was because they moved the dates, and I'm not buying for a second that it's because of the basketball. Well, I think I'm, we can all agree it was because end times. Yeah, there was okay. less interest, right? There was play. less I interest. Think, and I then think there was get, less interest, but I think you have to keep in mind that a lot of it is to the um, 
uh, the Lone Wolf being run. Yeah, that's that too. that's a that's a couple. Yes, and people and people chose Lone Wolf over the biggest freaking war, the biggest tabletop gaming convention in the country. And why? That's because true. they were going with they went with Swedish, but they went without they. they Drop that end time stuff and said, "We're not running that. We're running this." People well, made those people who live here in the Midwest, and I'd rather go there and do that. Hell, if that, I could have traveled, I'd have done it. There's no, there's no Swedish for end times. Lists. Yeah, exactly. So right. they're like gone. Now <laughs> I'm not I, a fan. I'm not a huge fan of Swedish, you know. But I'm not a huge fan of comp. But I just, I, I think I would rather do that than this. Now, now and like I said, guys. I know I'm coming in kind of negative, but I, you know what? Let me give you an example. It just, oh, it was like the perfect storm of piss me off that, that weekend, and it just really was. And I, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm playing against nonsense lists on a couple of them. Okay, mm-hmm. first I played a mirror match with uh, VC, and it was a, it was a fun game. It was a fun enough game. The guy I played against was a nice guy, had a decent game. Second game, I played against, and you've all heard the list because. Boy, I wanted to just, seriously wanted to Jesus flip the table. I played against a dragon, and I'm saying I played against a dragon because it was Malekith on a dragon. Except there was no freaking Malekith or oh, anything yeah, else riding this dragon. This, this was. And then there was another dragon that was supposed to be Arahan and the other Swiss sister on the dragon. The sisters, but there no. was no sisters on this dragon, so I had to imagine them on the dragons. Then there were two units of ten archers and a unit of uh, five uh, knights. Okay, no basing, black primer, white spray over. I swear to God, when I looked at it, I thought it was where they sprayed the white for the highlighting. Mm. You know, whatever you call that. The, when you the zenithal highlighting. Yes. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and then a little bit of red on the wings. I'm looking at unfinished, unpainted, in my opinion, models. Right. That were just taken for this. And I played a game where it's like, okay, Malekith teleports these guys over here. They shoot at you. Okay. I never got into combat. I never got anything off. I never got any magic off. I never did anything. For six turns, I sat there and just took stuff off while he said, and nice enough guy. Had all the rules right there in front of me. Listen, I got the rules here in case you want to check them. I'm not cheating you. I'm not saying you're cheating me. You know, but I'm, I'm you know, and I, I you know, and it, it just... But that would have happened regardless of Adepticon or End Times. If you had gotten matched up with that guy, right? Wouldn't it have been the same experience? Well, yeah. no, because it was the End Times. That was an End Times list. Was it, a. Was, was, was it the list build that you had the biggest beef with, or is it the unpainted models? You know what? That, like I said, that both. I mean, it's, if it looked really nice, I, I could have at least said, okay, it was an interesting game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then, to, to, for, for, I don't, don't want to badmouth Alex, but you know what? That, that, that those were not painted models. They shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been allowed. But nobody wants to step up at any tournament. How many times you've been to a tournament and seen stuff like that? Because nobody wants to be the guy who comes up and says, "Look, dude, this isn't tournament standard models. This isn't really done." It, would you have, Would you have felt the same if you had a, a fun game? Or and, yeah, I or think I would have felt the same. I would have mm-hmm. felt the same because, dude, it was, dude, no movement trays. Like, I had so many extras because you know I run all those those zombies. I'm like, dude, you want to borrow my movement trays just so you're not yeah. moving at one model at a time? Uh, yeah, oh, you know, that's great. You know, and I had the metal ones. He's like, oh, I didn't have time to magnetize. I didn't have time to get this. I didn't have time to get that. You know what? It, it was, it was, it was, I took this and, and, and just barely did enough so that Alex won't make me, you know, take the models right. off. Yeah, get kicked out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just. Ugh, on top of it, it was like, you know, and then apologizing the whole time. 
Don't for apo- what? For for just taking I mean, your list off? Yeah, for just like demolishing me. Oh man, I'm you know I'm so, you know I'm sorry about this. It's demolishing me, and you're not sorry. You went out of your way to make this and did this. Not even painted, just coming in to kick in people's teeth with this, and it really put a bad taste in my mouth. I'm sick of going to turn, you know what, and I'm not going to pull like when, you know, I'm not going to get up on my soapbox like some other people do and, and go on rants about how I paid money to be in a tournament and all this, And but dude, that sucked. That mm-hmm. really sucked. And yeah, I don't, I, I, you know, honestly, win or lose, I only won two games. Uh, I won like my first game and my last game, Okay. Right. My first game was a pretty close win, and then I basically got my ass handed to me three games in a row. I don't mind losing. I didn't go in there with any expectations of winning, but I went in there expecting to see some painted armies and to roll some dice and to have some fun. And uh, th- oh, th- that second game, seriously, I was going to go home. I was done. Mm-hmm. I could have gone and hung out in the 40K room with the other guys and not played anything and had a much better time. This, this was your second game, the unpainted? Yes. After, after, after an okay yeah. mirror match, then going into the second game with his unpainted army, and it was just all just, ugh. It was everything that's wrong with these end times list in one per I was just like oh I hated it now my third game I played this guy with the Empire and I'm sorry, I don't have the list of all the names of the guys I played I, I think it was um, oh what the hell Jeremy I think it was this guy Jeremy uh, he had a really fun Empire list that was not Super Carl and he was taking like I think it was Heaven's Magic or something like that. It was just, it was a weird list. And I lost it, but it was a tight, close game. We were having fun. We were just, you know, and it was really nice painted. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And really, that third game, like, turned my attitude around. Like, okay, you know what? This could be okay. Like, I was just so salty. And this guy really made it okay. Because I'll tell you what, you know, I know at the end of the day, you were you almost went home, Chris, at the end of your first day. I, I yeah, I had a, not a not a good time either, but for slightly different reasons. But right. continue. So and <laughs> go back to the rant. I was I was talking you into staying. You know, I was like, oh come on, you got to stay. We got to stay. We, you can't just go. Like we got to finish the tournament. And then like after I talked you into it, I was like, why did I talk him into it? I should have just left with it. Oh jeez, are you serious? Oh my god, I was fr- oh, okay. Saturday. Now I will say this: Friday, I went and hung out with my friends from Slurpcast with Johnny P and Extreme. Great guys. They were, we were playing Mantic games, playing a bunch of the different Mantic stuff, just hanging out, went to eat. I had a blast. Like, the social aspect was super fun. Saturday, miserable time playing these games. The last game was sort of turning me around. But just the attitude, even at, at night, like, normally there's all these guys playing and doing pickup games and having a good time. It was the most somber, depressing, like, everyone's sitting around going, ugh, well, what pickup game are you learning? Hey, let's learn this game because the game we're playing sucks. I, I don't think it was somber or, or anything like that. I actually enjoyed the, my pickup game of of Infinity. That was my first brush with it that night. Was probably the most fun for me. Well, that's for the what whole I'm weekend. saying, though. Everyone was having a great time learning other games because what we were doing sucked. Mm-hmm. And then that's just my like I said, and that's my opinion. I just left. I went. You know what? I hung out with Carl. Carl invited me to go to this thing. I went out with Carl oh. from the. I hung out with the guys from the Independent Characters and uh, Christian. Uh, not Bubbles, but the, uh, the other Christian who I hung out with who got the room, Christian Bear. Um, 
we were hanging out with him and the guys from uh, the Overlords podcast were there and the guys from uh, Masters of the Forge were there. And so it was like a bunch of you know, sort of just, you know, the podcast guys sitting around uh, drinking wine, drinking beer, talking smack, having fun. It was kind of fun listening to these guys talk 40K because I really didn't follow everything they were saying, but it was just kind of interesting to hear their passion for their game, you know, because, <laughs> you know, we normally talk for, you know, fantasy. It's like, oh, 40K, blah. They were like, they had, the, the fantasy side, they're like, well, yeah, we don't know what you're talking about. You know, it's like the exact opposite. Right. It's so much fun. Got back, yeah, I got back to the room, it was like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, totally schnockered. Went out, got up in the morning, said, okay, we got to play these last two games. Do I really? It was just like, oh, I just want to go home. And then, my fourth game was pretty fun. I played a I played a Chaos Legion list that had like it had it had little Festus, the level two Festus, uh, yeah. and one level one guy, and actual warriors like you know warriors on the board, and then a small unit of uh, of of. Uh, one of the horrors and a chimera and we were just pushing it together and rolling dice and punching each other in the face having a blast i think the guy's name was ian big old british guy you guys know the guy I'm oh talking yeah, about? yeah you know yeah. so much dude yeah big beard guy that was super fun and then the last game i played against another list and dude the, the, the guy was nice enough he's only been playing a short time though and he's playing skaven okay this is his first tournament his army's not finished being painted either and he was a nice enough guy, but he had like, you know, two color. He had a two color uh, hell pit. None of the stuff was based. Uh, you know, like two of the units were all painted, and the rest of them were just kind of based. And so I'm like, oh great, another unpainted army. You know, and it's like, uh, I don't even, I don't even want to deal with this. And then those rattling things came in, and I was like, oh, this is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> and uh, uh, it was. I, I think that one wound up being a draw. Actually, I think only won one game. I think we drew. In fact, we did. We drew the last game. Um, uh, it, and that one came down to like I was I would have won it except for like one, literally, literally the last roll of the dice was win it or draw it and it turned out to be a, a draw. Um, well, that sounds like a, a pretty nail biter fun game if it came down to the last roll. <sighs> I don't want to go into it too much because the guy was a new player and he was a really sweet and a really nice guy. Fair enough. Uh, but well, it was, so, sorry that you had such a run of you know yeah. questionable games there. Uh, like I, and I just like I said, it was just you know everything. It was it was just everything I didn't ever want in a tournament in the in like the biggest tournament for me of the year. And I'm not saying the most fun because pa- I go to pack and I go to bits and I go to this and that's usually the three I get. And I only get like three, maybe four tournaments a year. So for for the big one, the one that's supposed to be this big crowning diamond in the in right. the crown of Warhammer tournaments, to just you know seriously, 120 sign up and then only 100 actually show up the first day, and then of those, like another 10 or 12 drop after the you know by the end. I was just like, oh, seriously, yeah, it, what, it, what's it, happening? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it felt like it felt like I was watching Warhammer die in front of my eyes. And 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 Neil, please don't take this the wrong way. Because, no, no, no. I'm, I'm I mean, not. I don't want to piss on your parade. You you mm-hmm. won the whole thing, and 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 God oh, and bless I'm very you. Happy it's, about yeah, exactly. It. And I knew I, I took filth to do it. And, <laughs> and I'm not trying but to take anything that, away. That's what you need to do. At, I just adapt to come. I just the, the, it it just oh, it sucked. I, I think I think you kind of have to. Given the current state of things and Warhammer being what it is and times with the rest of it, I think you have to let go a little bit. And, and if you're going to compete, then embrace the filth like mm-hmm. Mule has. 
if you're just going to go to play, then just go play. I, I, but if you're caught in between and that this competitive scene is not necessarily for you, then I think you have to kind of let it go. And, then, yeah, and you know, in the second day, like I said, when I was playing Ian, I had so much fun. Game three, game three saved the first day for me mm-hmm. from 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 being, a, you know, go outside and step in front of a moving vehicle. Uh, game four made my second day like, oh, you know what? This is great. And we were both talking. He's like, you know, the best thing about this, though, he goes, what? He goes, everyone here is people who want to be here and at least have pushed some dice and have some fun because everybody who didn't just walked out. That's what, you know, like 30 people quit you know, or 30 people right. that yeah. didn't show up. He goes, you really got people who want to be here. And he made, you know, we both, he had the same attitude I had. Like, you know, if, if, if you had a bad role, he, you know, we, we, you know, oh man, that sucks for you. And, and when, you know, when it's like, oh, you got to get this 12 and he got that 12 and I'm, you know, we're both cheering each other on when we do well, it was that kind of a game, you know, it's kind of right. like playing actually, like when we were playing Triumph and Treachery with Mikey and, and Rotor and them, where it's like, when you do well, even though it's really screws your opponent, we're cheering each other on. Yeah. We're having that great game. And like I said, that the last game, like I said, at that point. I didn't care anymore. Like, it's like, I'm not going to win anything. I, I'm, I'm having, you know, I just want to push some dice and have some fun. But uh, it's one of those, you know, where, you're, you know, it was, it was just like, I was the last one. I was kind of tired and I was, you know, trying to figure out with, with you know how it is sometimes when you get a, a brand new player. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was, and he, it was the sweetest oh, yeah. guy. Yeah, I'm tough. not taking anything away. It was the sweetest right. kid. You know, um, I just, it, it just, I'm, I'm looking at, Models that aren't finished, and I'm and I'm. It's not. It wasn't really. It, it stopped being tactical. It came. Let's see how many things can I clog up to try and stop that goddamn sure. rattling thing from shooting me. And uh, wasn't it enjoyable for you, huh? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I my overall experience was 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 different. You know, I, I had five great opponents. Uh, the level of painting was was good to very good. Um, so no issues there. It's just the gameplay. Itself, to me, to your point, was was not tactical. I don't know if it was because right. it was purely luck or because on paper you could easily tell which army was going to win. I think it was a combination of those two. Maybe bad luck plus yeah. the list on paper. I didn't uh, feel like it was not not tactical, but I did feel that a lot of games. I mean, you still had to play tight to have a chance. Yeah, but. Uh, there was there was luck in, there was a lot of luck involved and I I've always been a really really big fan of Seventh Edition because I've always felt it was a much more tactical game where Eighth Edition is a lot more random hmm. um, okay. and End Times just takes that uh, another step further I right. think I mean yeah it's what does what works better and hmm. there's just a couple elements out there now that. I mean, and I think bits will be a much better, um, better game experience. Well, bits is always Age excellent. Of- those people who run bits, those guys, they're top notch. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't Chris think guy, even that. He's, he's okay in my book. Yeah, well, I, I mean, we have I don't the know benefit about him. He's he's kind of <laughs> <laughs> watch it, you guys. He's a little shifty-eyed, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah, because I'm, you know, fresh off the boat. Oh, <laughs> dude, I wasn't even going there with that. I was, oh my goodness. Well, anyway. actually, I am, but <laughs> yeah, actually, technically, you are. Well, we have the benefit of time in that we we see how these other tournaments are dealing with things. You know, we can absorb these books for a little bit longer, so we can make a, a, the adjustment. These other ones, they're 
so close to these releases. I mean, they're doing the best they can with what they have. So yeah, I for instance, if I now next weekend, not this coming weekend, but next weekend, I'm going to Ocon, mm-hmm. and I really liked what they did there. For instance, for the end times rules, they said end times is in effect. You can bring end times lists, but if you bring an end times list, you get a couple extra restrictions that other lists do not get. Hmm. And those restrictions, for instance, are, and I really like these, one was if you have an end times list, you're not allowed to take any special characters. I like that. that Period? Only end times characters or any special characters? Any special characters. Okay. So if you take an allegiance list, no special characters for you. Hmm. And the other one, I really like this one as well because it takes a couple of the items out. If you take an end times list... You cannot take army-specific magic items. You can still take powers and gifts, but not army-specific magic items. So, so if you, you can take, only uh, take magic items from the big red book. Oh, so that so was that whole question take, in the very beginning. If you're playing Undead Legions, then you're not playing vampire counts, so you can't take things that are in a vampire count. So if you take close to the Eternity King, no Banner of the World Dragon. Right. So it, it actually resolves those, those broken combos. things that are bro- broken, like the Hearthstone. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of that. I Like I said, I told Chris Kaspner as well, he was telling, like, are there things I should ban? I said, first thing I said, yeah, you should ban the Hearthstone. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> For allegiance list, if you bring a allegiance list, you shouldn't rebring the Hearthstone. It's fine in a right. in a beastman list. Sure, you know that that might actually not be too bad. I mean, there are, the, don't get me wrong. There's part of there's a lot of stuff in the end times that isn't that bad. No, there isn't. You know, there there's is. a bunch of it. There's a few things that just really go over the top. Outside of special characters, you know, there's a couple of things that's like Ugh, you really don't need that in there. But I like that taking out the army specific. Items. I think that's a, a and the characters. That's a really good couple of moves right there. And, and that's what I'm talking about. So different tournaments are going to do it differently. We're in this experimental phase. I definitely like what you're saying, Neil, about Ocon. And if we had more time next year, more tournaments might adapt that, thereby making the experience tournament experience for everybody that much better. Right. We just don't have that luxury of that time to see what would happen. No. And, you know, we'll just have to say it. Maybe we'll go to another stint of this when 9th edition comes out. You know, everything is in flux again, and we need to figure it all out again. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not in this hobby to to throw it away after a couple months of, nah, this doesn't really work for me. See, and, you know, like I said, if someone could find a good way to make end times rules work in a tournament without being so, like you said, just... You know these couple of lists, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't have I don't have beef with it. It's just to me, honestly, and I know I just and I've been saying it for a while now, and I'm saying it on the show, and I've been trying to keep a straight face. And I know I've had a complete breakdown on this episode. This is normally not me. You guys know me. 117 right. episodes up till now. This is not me. But I'm just like you know what? Keep end times in your damn basement and keep it out of the tournament. And that it's 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 so put me off. That I'm just at the point where I'm personally just like, dude, just take it out. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's me. If you could find a great – and then the fact what you just told me, actually, that I would be interested to see how that turns out. Right. If, if yeah. the Legion's lists are all dominant. It's it's just you don't want to see – I just – I'm tired of – 
For, you know, forget it. Uh, if they can find a way to make it work, God bless them. Find a way to make it work. Put it in all the tournaments. I have no problem with stuff that works in the tournaments. I'm just, mm-hmm. I've, I'm. Uh, this is this is the second tournament now that I've been to where it really hasn't worked. And so right. for me personally, it's like this isn't working. And so why do we? Keep, I, I, I would just be like, hey, you know what? It doesn't work. Let's until someone can figure it out. I don't want it anywhere near me. And so yeah, that's but, me personally. But the, the community has always been pretty good, I think, about And sometimes it takes a little bit. But we generally recognize the things that are just stupid right away. Right. We police yeah. ourselves uh, well. For instance, take take the whole cane magic. Not a single tournament has even touched right. that. Has even, uh, But it was completely changed the game and it was just everybody realized in advance it's not these other things i mean there is nothing wrong with end times if you if you don't try to break it of course you get pricks like me that (laughs) well and i know like john had that end times tournament that evening at 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 adepticon he let all of it in and that's you know if you're doing that too if you know you're doing that and it's on on that sort of a scale you're gonna just hey you know what it is what it is. Do it. It's just, it's gotten so ridiculous. I mean, let's face it. I mean, when the Nagash stuff came out, people said, whew, that's, that might be kind of broken. And when you take Nagash himself out of the situation, it's not that bad. No, it's it's a perfect, it's, I, I actually love the on that list, then, list yeah. if you do not use Nagash. Then you get to Glotkin and you're like, okay, it's a little like that. that the chaos, the, the chart, the change on the chart, so now it's always... Kind of yeah. hammering your opponent. I like the old chart where you know where There's chaos an element of risk. Well, right? and, and chaos yeah. might beat up on itself because they've always argued amongst themselves. Now I get the fluff. They have finally unified, so now they're not beating themselves; they're beating up you. Yeah, it, but it so- made it a little rough, and, and it makes me cringe. the The chaos legions list do make me cringe a little bit because they are really tough. And you can see, like I said, with lots of those lists being in that top the top dozen, like I was saying. Uh, you know, the Kane stuff came out, and then people were like, oh, my God, this is just stupid. And let's, I mean, there were no lists in the fourth book. Fifth book had lists, and nobody's even mentioning them. Right? Because everybody read it and said, it's, yeah, what, so Chaos it. List plus yeah. Skaven? And wait, <laughs> no rules? Just bring anything? Yeah, that's just dumb. Like, everybody looked at that and said, and that was it. That was just like, that's everybody's reaction to the Archeon list rules. Like, nobody's thinking put that in because it's so right. far out You're there. You're not going to see any tournaments that are going right. to run. Because it's gotten right. that ridiculous. And, and it's, it's the same as the Cane Magic. It's the same situation as yeah. the Cane Magic. Yeah. And, I mean, the problem is every with these books is they've written great fluff and everything. But they just – every book seems to have at least one thing in them that is just – Stupid, broken. Well, I I still think that's because GW keeps saying we're not a tournament game, and, 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 and now at the point they're like, "Hey, we're we're going to prove it to you." You know. Sometimes I do feel that it's that it's a kind of a thumb towards uh, killing the competitive scene, which to me I do not understand why. I mean, it. I know it's not a big. I don't main know that they market. necessarily want to kill it, but I think they're just like, listen, we don't care. It, if you don't like yeah. it, don't play it. This no. morning, because I would love to play a big ass game with the stupid cane magic and big characters at my basement, four or five thousand points, take a whole afternoon and play but, something. But you, you, you don't want to travel to the other side of the country. I don't want to weekend. Pay, yeah, I don't want to pay yeah. a month. Yeah, no, no, no. I think it's great fun. For when you're planning it, and you get, you know, maybe you come up with your own scenario, 
we're going to use this, that, and the other. You know, maybe we're going to use those silly underground rules that they set up in the different scenarios. So awesome. So have they done so much damage as to suck any interest in ninth edition? Well, you know what? Totally out of uh, what you're. Before we go to that question, Mm -hmm. we have to take a break. Let's we have to let's okay. do this because I think we've pretty much covered Adepticon. Sure, yeah, how, yeah, how we felt about it. Yeah, I want to cover one quick thing about Adepticon. Okay, the prize support was awesome, ridiculous. And I think I got the best prize ever at any tournament. Which was? When are you going to Mexico? Go a week in Mexico, and it's not because of go just going a week to Mexico. It's because I came home from a tournament, showed it to my wife, and my wife's like, "So, which other tournaments do you want to sign no. up?" <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Mio got some too. You Look never, you never hear that. Oh, hey, and since we're talking <laughs> stuff at Adepticon, right. the swag bag this year was stupid good. Right. Yes. I mean, the, 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 another box from War Machine, uh, the box from the Drop Zone Commander. Um, I had the I had the VIG, and we got a ticket, so I got a, another box, starter box for Wrath of Kings. And thanks to Andy Sherman, because he didn't use his ticket, and he let me have his ticket. So I got two starter boxes, because my kids are actually interested nice. in Wrath of Kings. So I got enough to start to like learn to play, and their rules are free online, so... Like I got enough for free to learn how to play. The, yeah, the the prize support was ridiculous. I can't believe I didn't think that. I thought the, I thought the Hawaiian vacation was just for forty k. I didn't realize you won one too. No, I want. Yeah, I won one. It's uh, it's not Hawaiian. It's Mexico or Mexico. Sorry, but still, yeah. dude, biggest yeah. prize I think ever at Adept- Adepticon. And you and still have to fly yourself to there. But it's, still, uh, there was no douchebaggery. There was no. You didn't no, need was, to have Alex and Domus and four other people standing up at the top table to make sure you guys didn't stab each other. Oh yeah, no, we had a, we had a very. It was probably my most relaxed table one game five, uh, game that I've ever had, and hmm. and. One last little disclaimer, okay? Outside of the allowing not really painted armies on the tables, I'm not I'm not condemning Alex. You know, I mean, there were some problems with some of the matchups and they had to pull the numbers down and things like that. Typical stuff that sort of like seems endemic at Adepticon when when we're we're running when the tournaments are getting run. But this is this is not this is not an indictment against the people running it. This is just I I it's no, the state of the game. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, the logistically, the, game, I, yeah. the, the the tournament went smoothly. They did a great job. They had a lot of yeah. local volunteers, which was good to see too. A lot of volunteers, lots of them. Mm-hmm. You know, but so, so like I said, that was just me. But listen, we have to take a break. When we come back, right. we'll talk about just sort of what we think of the state of ninth and where it's at, and then we got to, and then we're going to say goodbye. Sounds good. Okay, sounds good. folks it's dave are you looking for that special model to add to your army a monstrous creature or maybe a character model something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table well then you should check out mirse miniatures at mirseminiatures.com their darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see and with the success of their recent kickstarter those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mirce Miniatures is really worth your time. 
Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com. And seriously, guys, you'll be glad you did. Okay, we're back, 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 back. <laughs> Always wanted to do that sometimes. Nice. Everybody says that. Everybody that comes out, you want to bring us back, and then they do that. And then I always wanted to do that. Say Chaos Orc Superstore while you're at it. Uh, Chaos Orc Superstore? Yeah. No, 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 I don't like that one as much. Uh, oh. back, back, back. <laughs> I love the store, but... Do you want to say protecting your army? <laughs> no, no, no. Nobody does it as well as you. Oh, right, right. Yeah. No one can Ooh, replace it. Thank you. So, <laughs> so, Neil, coming off fresh from your victory at Adepticon, mm-hmm. uh, are you looking forward to ninth edition, and and are you buying into these rumors, and does it get you excited, or um, talk to us about I'm, that? Yeah, I'm a little torn, and everything that's going on. I mean, uh, I don't want to give out any spoilers or anything, but everybody's read people, the last page of the of Arcan. Go ahead. Right? Yeah. I mean, okay, it's all gone. So. Right. <laughs> whatever uh, it you know at some point you're a little concerned like is this really do they just not have interest in uh, in fantasy anymore you kind of walk around so I understand people having that doom and gloom thought mm-hmm. you know overall I'm excited for nine for ninth edition the reason is Mainly because I want the end times to go away. Uh. <laughs> that's, that's that's my main thing, and you know they they clearly have invested a lot of money in it for the end times, but not just the books, but the models, new models that came out, yeah. and I can't believe that they would do that and then just not make a decent game. Yeah, and, well, the pressure is on. I think. With given all I've invested in this transitional state, the pressure mm-hmm. is certainly on to make ninth edition amazing. I, I right, I, yeah, I, and it's it's. I'm a little in, yeah, in in, in I'm a little in a weird place where I can't uh, decide on whether it's good or not. Because from one point, you know, you don't want to give up this whole universe that you've invested so much time on, but on the other side, like, wouldn't it be great if they do reboot everything and they do it in a really good way where all these armies are all of a sudden on the same playing field again. That would be yeah, just all amazing. All these armies is the key phrase in there. Not six. Yeah, Lizardmen, yeah, uh, yeah, wherever they are. But, he, but that's the thing. And just because of all those things that are floating around and a lot of people who are just looking at the doom and gloom of it all mm-hmm. I've kind of pulled back and I haven't read really much of the rumors when I sometimes I see something and I look at it quick and uh, but overall I'm thinking like you know it is what is it, what it is it's gonna come and like a lot of people say if fantasy is going to be a horrible game they're going to probably rectify it quickly because they've done that with 40k as well, I believe. Where one yeah, of well, the editions rectified with a new edition, even with after a new edition. But here, yeah. but I, I, I guess it's it's like it's this it's this mix of everything. It's 
they have the end times, which the fluff is going amazing. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to put Festus in my army. But here's the thing. You get this great fluff, and then they put on the world's dumbest ending. Right. Okay. And so they literally just say, oh, guess what? Everyone's dead. The planet's gone. There's nothing left except a hand and a spark and a kiss my fat white. (laughs) Now... If now, and now ninth is coming, and everyone's saying, "Well, ninth's going to be a complete reboot. It must be a complete reboot because the world's gone. They're going to start all over. They're going to change everything." So you're just telling me I spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on models. I bought all this Tomb Kings crap just to add to my Undead Legions list. It's all going to be gone. Is that what you're telling me? And who knows? And I spent four hundred some on dollars on on these five books. And at the end of it, you said, "Hey, thanks for spending four hundred some odd dollars. It's gone." It's all gone. Good. Congratulations. Thanks for your money. We'll see you next time. I just, I feel almost cheated by the end of that. Part of it's the end of the story. And so out of everything's ending. And then the edition is ending. It's like everything seems to be ending. And I don't know what's coming, but it's kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of got me pissed off. Yeah. I think my biggest problem with it all is not that things are changing. My biggest problem is that Games Workshop is not saying anything. They just they they must be hearing these doom and gloom stories all over the place as well, and they're not coming out with even a statement. Don't worry, people, it's going to be okay. We've got something cool lined up. We got nothing. Total but that, radio silence. They've never, they've never done that. But doesn't and that make I, your but, paranoia even worse? Like, hey, right. guess what? Nobody's buying anything because they think this is going to be a complete change, and they're not saying, "Hey, don't worry about it." it and the only, you know, why wouldn't you say it? Maybe because it's not going to be all right. You know, it, maybe. But in the past, whenever we've it's been always in been okay. It's always yeah, been it's okay. Always and I know, back, and I'm right? trying. I keep telling myself that. I keep saying I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. And there is no optimism in this episode. I get it. I know how bad I'm being. But honestly... Well, no. At least I think you're still willing to give it a chance. You're still hanging because you want it to be good. I'm trying to see it. I want it to be good. You want it to be good. And Neil, sounds like you're all in no matter what. No matter what. it, it 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 is my favorite game. And I'm, you know, we still play Blood Bowl if... Ninth edition is going to be horrible. Then I firmly believe that there's still a big enough platform for this game that people will be running tournaments on eighth edition. I oh sure, if ninth is a yeah. small skirmish style and people don't like it, yeah, you're just going to see eighth edition tournaments being run. I mean, people will want will still because the main thing for a lot of people, for me personally, yeah, I like competitive Warhammer. I I'm a competitive player. I bring hard lists and everything. But the main thing for me when I go to a tournament is to hang out with you guys and with all my friends and to get stupid drunk sometimes mm. and <laughs> to just to just have a weekend away. It's a so for me. It's a more of a social event than anything else. And I'm not ready to give that up. And I think with me, there's a lot of people out there. A lot of us players. Uh, that are not ready to give that up, and we will find a format that will work. Well, and, and, you know, that's that's life, right? The, yeah. the, it'll change. Right. Uh, the community will change. People will find new games. And, mm-hmm. you know, Dude, people I, just end up in different places. So I get I, so few tournaments that I cherish these weekends. Like, I look forward right. to hanging out with my friends and stuff like that. But 
on the flip side, because I get so few of them, I really want my games to be fun. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I want the game I'm playing to be enjoyable in general and that's that's what I've been that's what I've been lacking lately. And so that's where that's 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 my beef. Like it's yeah, I'll still be there because I got nowhere else to go. You know, but these are my friends. These are the people that I've that I've come to know over the past seven, eight years playing this hobby. I mean, basically everybody I hang out is 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 a tabletop war gamer pretty much at this point. So I, I see um, my future in this game being much much less tournament focused and just playing the occasional garage game. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope so because. You're the guy that I live near, and you're the one guy I play with. So let's hope we keep these. Well, no, there's a lot of people players in the area. Yeah, know? I'll I'll say will. honestly, I barely play any games outside of tournaments. I just don't get around to getting out of the house. So for me, it's it's pretty much the tournament scene. Um, and I, you know, I I've got I've changed in a, a little in that way where before. I love the competitive aspect of tournaments, mm-hmm. and I still like that. But it's for me no longer the main objective. The main objective is to go and hang out with my friends yeah. and have some good games in between, and we all uh, share something that we can talk about. And you know, it's it's just for me. It's the whole community yeah, social outlet. Just, yes, and I yeah, like I said, I'm not ready to give that up, and mm-hmm. somehow I don't think. Our community is ready to give that up. So I think it'll be okay. I think it, we'll come up with something good. Okay, if this goes down to skirmishy level stuff, mm-hmm. the, you know, I mean, it could still be, and you know what, I've still got my fingers crossed for smaller entry level, you know, like the, like this whole skirmish level stuff. Like as, for, as an option, right? Yeah, and then that's the option. You know, like when you pick up a, a game, they've got the quick starter rules. Right, mm-hmm. like skirmishes, quick starter rules, and then the full on rules is for because this there's only two really large scale, lots of models, lots of boots on the table, mm-hmm. fantasy games out there, and one is Kings of War, which I like, but is I mean, it's it's not even close. To, it's really not the same as Warhammer at all. Um, okay, it plays really fast and it's fun, but that epic feel of Warhammer—it's just really—I only get it in Warhammer. And my question—you you said there's two. Well, there's this there and Kings game? of War. Oh, okay. And even then, Kings of War, even though it's got the big model count and a lot of stuff, it moves very quickly. It's it's a simpler, although it's still tag. It just doesn't have that. To me, it doesn't. The one thing it lacks from Warhammer is, is the epic feel that it get from from this particular game and maybe it's just that gw has like some of the most amazing models or that their fluff is deeper but there's something in here that i like playing games with hundreds of models on the table yeah yeah now if this go if 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 we lose that epic scale of the game um and i get the reasons why but if we lose it is that does that Take away? Uh, does it? Am I the only guy who feels like it, that really takes something away from the game? Because this is pretty much the last. I mean, like I said, outside of Kings, this is it for big scale. Well, I don't think they'll rewrite the rules so that the skirmish version is the only version available. No. I think it will always be the epic game. I hope so. From they want, what I understand, they'll have have the the skirmish version as an option. I, I like the idea of having a skirmish version as an option because right now the big problem with Warhammer is 
there's not many new players coming in. And if you see the price tag on it, and you get this uh, this 16, 17-year-old that looks at it like, oh, I can get this Warhammer army, or I can get a brand new laptop. Right. Yeah, with, exactly. With a couple hundred dollars worth of games, and I'm still cheaper. It's still off cheaper. I mean, it's just so bring that in a skirmish level game and get an entry level at like maybe $150, and right. you might get some people in. But Games Workshop is never going to give up the the big army scale because they don't want you to buy a skirmish box with one box of uh, a skirmish set with one box of white lions. No, they want you to put a horde of 40 white lions mm-hmm. on the table so you bought four boxes of See, it. And that's, yeah. that's what I keep thinking. It's like, how can they possibly get rid of that? But they can, well, but that's all you're hearing in the rumors. Is you're only hearing about this small-scale stuff. You're not I mean, hearing about the big-scale stuff. I haven't heard that they're going to replace it. It'll be an option. So it's a good, yeah. like like we mentioned earlier, a gateway kind of format to get people playing, you know, five, ten model games, and then you move up once you have them hooked, you you've actually heard that that, that this is the yeah. this is the smaller yeah. entry is just the starter and it's going to it's keep an option. Big right. You, you, you I can play these. I haven't actually seen those rumors. The only thing I'm seeing you can play is the, the skirmish. Stuff. You can play the skirmish level. You can play the you know the, the game that we currently the well, eighth what eighth edition was the 200 models or whatever per side, or you can play the end times type formats. Well, that's what I want to see. That's what I've been saying. I mean, I, we've talked about that off the air even. I said, I really want to see a big-ass, big red book that's got right. three things in it. That's got your your entry level. That's got, it's got the, the, the game that we've got. And then it's got the apocalypse, which is, you know, end time stuff. Sure. You know, so you right. can play any level. And also you have to keep in mind, I mean, if you look out there, I mean, the, the miniature game market is as big as it's ever been. Mm. I mean, look at how many different games there are. There's... But there's only one. I have most of them, too, uh, sadly. Well, I shouldn't say only one. But there are only two of the Warhammer-type games, like Kings of War and Warhammer. There's nowhere else to fill that niche of the army. uh, No offense to to Magic, because I know I do like Kings of War. I talk about it a lot. But seriously, there's pretty much one. Big right. scale and Warhammer is Warhammer, and and they'd be crazy yeah. to pull that out. I mean, why would you pull that out to go compete with all these established skirmish games and tear your game down to, and then go try to play in the in the toughest pond there is when you already have a niche for yourself? Yep. Hey, what do you guys think of? Did you did you see what they what uh, what Ronnie Renton said with the what is what his his little press release with the Kings of War thing? No, what the, the April Fools one? No, 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 not the April Fools. They're coming out with second edition uh, of Kings of War. That was the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So the rules are getting a little. The rules are getting cleaner. The rules I've, I've already seen it. It's 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 getting much better. It's they've they've really cleaned it up. Second edition is going to be a much better game. Um. Not that different, but just cleaned up and better. But they basically said they are going to, if, if, if any of these, like, let's say, you know, if Lizard Men are gone, they're going to make lists so you could play Lizard Men and Kings of War. They're going to take any list that's gone out of Warhammer, and it won't be in their canon. Like, it won't be in their main book with their fluff, but they will produce and write up points and make up things so that you could play your other armies in their game. 
They're like basically, if your army becomes obsolete, we'll we'll make sure you can come play it in our game. There, there's ninth edition, second edition of Kings of War is ninth edition. <laughs> uh, right, it, it could be. But they basically just said, "Hey, listen, if they obsolete all your armies, we'll make it available. We'll we'll make lists and make things so that you could play that in in our game." So you're, you're yeah. asking us what we think of that? Yeah. I don't really have an opinion since I don't. I've no. never played Kings of War, and I, I, I don't have plans to. I just think that's clever. I think that's pretty smart. Hey, we know they're the only other game that's at, that even close to the scale, mm-hmm. and they're just like, hey, if if the army you bought and painted and spent all your blood, sweat, and tears and hard-earned money on is completely obsolete, we'll we will make sure you can you can still use it if you want to come and give this a try. Right. So. Yeah. I thought that was yeah, it's it's not a bad idea. I mean, so. Mantic has done more things that uh, that were pretty clever that you would think like Games Workshop pay attention there, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, so. it's 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 a. So you I think don't... the big concern here for me, as and this has been going on for a couple of years, is the total disinterest of Games Workshop in the competitive scene in trying to make this game as tight as it can be and everything and I mean where they used to still run some tournaments here and there and they would kind of scoff at the independent tournaments mm-hmm. but they but they still you know they still and now that's just so gone and you want well, I want to see that back the the difference i in my opinion is back in those days like they were the king of the mountain in terms of the the models mm-hmm. and the, nowadays they're still good but i think they're not as separated from the crowd as they once were and in some cases they're lagging behind right what do you mean what 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 is the smart choice then to completely pull out if they would still invest in the tournament scene and the competitive play then they could put those restrictions on, not that we would want that necessarily, but they mm. could put those restrictions on that you need to play with Games Workshop models at tournaments. Mm. And I think some tournaments would accept that if Games Workshop provides some price support. And the end result would be that all those um, all those companies that are now getting a, a foothold mm-hmm. with their would models... Boxed be, out. Yeah, they... They would actually have to create their own game, and they would have to bring out a good game to get their mo- to get their models sold. Right. And right now, I mean, I love seeing other models, and I love seeing there's so many cool things out there. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. got a bunch of Mears miniature, smart uh, Mercia miniatures, mm-hmm. I should say, I guess, <laughs> uh, models on uh, in my army, and I just love the look of them, and I love that I have something different than somebody else. Yep. And but they're feeding right into that. Yep, exactly. That's and that's exactly and what that's, I'm talking about. That's just those kind of business practices that they have. That's just what kind of makes me scratch my head and think, like, really, that just all doesn't make sense. <laughs> so. Well, the the demographic that's able to afford all the Mercia miniatures and and basically. Mm-hmm buy you know other things to supplement the army has never been their target market it's always been the younger like you said the high school kid or whatever that's, no i don't i don't buy that because uh, right now games workshop is no not 
that much cheaper than the Mercia or anything. If I look at like Nagash is what one hundred and fifteen dollars or something. Mm-hmm. That's that's not cheap. I mean, in in our okay, we're talking now about us gamers, right. and we look at these models and we know what they cost and everything. Right. But if I take any of the Games Workshop models, if I take a a cauldron of blood, I put it to, I put it together, and I show it to somebody who's never seen Warhammer, and I say, "This is a fifty or sixty dollar model." They look at it like, "Seriously, that piece of <laughs> yeah, plastic? Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wh- why? I mean." Well, we it's, understand it's, we understand the art that's behind it and everything, yeah. but yeah, I I don't think Games Workshop is that lower price bracket that they can use that as an argument. Mantic could do that, hmm. but Games Workshop cannot because their stuff is not cheap. If I want to put a horde of any now, kind I of infantry say, out there, it's a hundred mm-hmm. bucks easy. Yes, and I will say. You know, honestly, you know, say what you want. You know, it's been hit or miss lately. This corn stuff is, is those models are crap. But right. um, yes. you know, how many times have we thought things are going to be crap? Let's face it, most of this stuff that they've put out in Eighth Edition has been amazing. You, you, mm-hmm. It's really it, you're pretty hard pressed to name a model company that's been putting out the steady stream of quality that GW has. The undead stuff has been amazing. Um, the dude, all the stuff that came out at that, those, the stuff that came out, even when the ogres came out, I was like, wow, that stuff's beautiful. All the stuff that came out for the empire, all those ridiculously over, overdone, you know, carts and, and carriages are just like, wow, wow. That's so, some beautiful stuff. Right. So, and, you know, they're oh, expensive, oh, but God bless America. They look great. Also, if you keep in mind one thing that a Games Workshop does that nobody else does with their models is you can build a unit of guys and you can have them all like positioned differently and everything. If you start looking at other ranges like Immersia where, like I said, I love for the standout models, mm-hmm. uh, but try and build a unit of models with them. You're going to have a unit of Say you run a horde of 40, you're going to have a unit of 40 exactly the same sculpts. Well, the stuff that I've got from Mercia, the weird beastmen looking guys, I, uh-huh. I can never remember their names. They're, 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 yeah, you are right. It, it, you really have to do a lot of work to convert up and, and, and right. change up the pose and stuff. But the individual, like the unit of five, they all have a unique pose. The problem is oh, it's okay. a unit of five with five unique poses. If you try to make take that and put it into a unit of 40 you're going to have eight of each pose in that so there's going right. to there there are unique poses within those units you can buy but converting them up is not as i mean right. for a guy so who's not conducive for that for yeah, sure for a guy who doesn't is is not that good at converting i would have a unit of 40 i would have eight of each pose because there would be no real converting right. maybe some yep. head swaps and but really not so otherwise. i think i think when push comes to shove games workshop is still the king of the hill when it comes to the models that they put out that uh, are being put out i think the majority of the game the warhammer players are still buying uh probably 80 percent of the army is games workshop 
I'd probably agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that as well. So, so. I don't know. I, I just, like I said, I sometimes kind of shake my head at some of their business practices, but I'm sure that they have mm-hmm. people working there that are way smarter than me and that have their reasons for doing what they do. I just can't, I wish, just wish I could figure out what they are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think, like I said, overall, every single edition change, it's everybody's been screaming doom and gloom and it's going to be horrible. And look at what the, I mean, I'm sounding like a broken record now of all the other podcasts because I've heard it so many times. It's, you no, know, I, I want edition, it to there be was great. so many drop off. Mm. And the game is in a better shape before end times, I probably should say. Before end times game, the game was in a better shape than it ever has been, despite all the negativity when 8th edition came out. Hey, listen, I am hoping, and even I will go so far as to predict that eventually, once we figure out what's going on, ninth edition, I mean, heck, every edition's gotten better. There's no real reason to think that this one won't be. Uh, you may hate eighth or whatever. You may not think eighth better than seventh. But, I mean, the, the game just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and we're getting more players in. And even if we get a, an edition drop off, they come back or new guys come in, and there's no reason to think they won't. this won't. It's just the way they, like I said, I just, I feel like they've been taking my money for the last year on all this stuff. And then to be like, yep, Ed, by the way, Ed, everyone's dead. Everything's gone. Goodbye. And to say nothing to me just is, it's got me so salty and so bent out of shape. And it's just, it's so not working in the, in the larger group tournament dynamic that I just, I mean, dude, I was yelling about the TOs earlier, and we never even came back to address that. And I just, you know, like I said, and I don't want to offend anybody who's a TO. Yeah, you want to run in times run it. I'm just so sick of seeing it. I'm just like, I still, like I said, I'm still shocked that they let that in because back when the Nagash stuff came, I said, nobody's going to let this in. This is silly. This is silly stuff that's for your basement. There's no way this is going to run in the tournament scene. And it was proved amazingly wrong. <laughs> and then uh, I just I still but I still don't get it. I still don't get it. Yeah, but that's me. And we've been gone like an hour longer than we were supposed to. So I think it's time to wrap this up. Um, sorry, I was so down on Acon, everybody. I just I you know said unpainted models and silly end times list. And honestly, you know, I'm really considering what my three tournaments are going to be next year because I can't go to Wapaka. I, I, it's not, it's not going to work in my schedule. Uh, I'm looking at Holy Wars, and I'm looking at uh, bits, and then I don't know what else. But it mm-hmm. may, it honestly may not be Acon next year. That's uh, how that's that's where I'm that's where I'm standing at, at it, this point. You know, I mean, know, maybe I need to maybe I need to try something different. At the end of the day. We're still just rolling dice and having a couple beers, and that's yeah, that's really what it's about. Yeah, and if the game is perfect or not, I mean, so. who cares? <sighs> well, it's, it's either way, it's still a pretty good way to hang out. So it's, I would yeah. say hang on, and ninth edition could be the cure all, and it's gonna, it's gonna you know be. what, it's gonna come out and it's gonna be awesome, and I'm gonna feel like a complete. For sitting here and, and just being like, Rrr! so uh, that, you even know. if it, but you know what, David? Even if it's going to be awesome, 
somewhere down the line they'll figure a way out to screw it up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. GW could do no right. Let's not forget that. <laughs> I mean, so, um, there will be, always be things wrong, and there will always be multi-page FAQs needed. Sure. So. <laughs> Calm. All right. Well, listen, seriously, I'm freaking exhausted. And so we're going to be back in about two weeks with the last part of Kane. Um, we might even have some news in the beginning about, you know, the announcement for whether. Well, no, we won't because by the time we're recording it, it won't have been announced yet. But uh, after Kane, who knows? We might be doing our our first thoughts Ninth on Ninth Edition. edition. <laughs> oh, great googly moogly. So. Times are times are moving along. Changing quickly. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to really cut down those last two end times books to one to yeah. one episode reviews <laughs> just to get them down. Because right. let's face it, that's, running out of time. That's a bunch of scaven nonsense, and we all know Arkan. Yeah, there's a fight, and then the world ends. Who cares? Right. right. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Neil, for joining us. Thank you well, so thanks, much, sir. and congratulations, thanks, brother. Oh, yeah, thanks. Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's. Uh, I had a I had a good time at Adapticon despite you know some of the over sites. Of course, it's a lot easier when you're winning. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, uh, hey, but it's yeah. It, I I feel very positive. I think this is this is my hobby, and I don't think that's gonna go away yeah. anytime soon. All right. You know what? Here, I've been so negative. I will bring two positives to the end of this uh, this this uh, the this show. I got 24 out of 25 for paint this year. That's pretty cool. So nice. It's the best paint score I've ever gotten. I've, I really focused. Uh, I got a couple of good bits of advice from McClure and some, some of the other guys. But, uh, you know, of the 35, you can only get 25 points, but there's about 35 you could take away. I got 24, so I was pleased with that. And I got six points out of the possible 10 you could get for the uh, – for the um, Sport, you know, the sportsmanship award where the people <laughs> voted for you. Now, now the guy, I think, like I said, I think his name was Ian, the British dude I played, told me that I got his se- second favorite vote. And that's one point for that, two points for favorite. I got six total. So mm-hmm. either, now I know I got one from him, so the other four games were five points. So I either got three second place and a first place, which means I got in everybody's top two. Or, nice. Or... Those remaining ones were two first place and a second place, which means that then I would got in two two first place votes and two second place votes overall out of five guys. So as far as giving people good games and having a good time, you know, hey, I put on a good face and I had a fun time with these people and and made sure that we had good games despite the fact that I was not feeling it at all. But I got really high sports scores. And I got really high pain scores. And as far as I'm concerned, that was the only place I thought I would get, and I got them. And so there's there's two positives. So mm-hmm. leave it Those on are a silver lining. Yes, going with a positive note. And a, I got to hang out with my friends, and you right. know, and and Chris and I always we always have a good time. Of course. Oh, hey, let's not forget. As soon as it was over, this was the first Adepticon that I didn't have to rush home because I normally have to rush home because I got to get my kids ready for school on Monday. Uh-huh. First, my kids were they were on spring break. They were staying at my grandparent or their, at their grandparents' house. So my wife's like, "Oh, you don't even have to rush home. You can stay after the awards, hang out with your friends, talk, shoot the crap." I was all prepared. I ran out to my car to pull up to the front so we could put all the terrain in my car, mm-hmm. and my check engine light came on. 
Oh, no. So I was like, well, crap, I don't even want to turn the car off. So I didn't even stay for the awards. Like, after my game, we loaded up the terrain of my car. I'm like, crap, I'm afraid to turn the car off. So at 3.30, like like a good, good, you know, 30 minutes before they announced any of the awards, I'm like, well, crap, I got to go home. So I didn't even get to say goodbye to anybody. Like, I was planning to go back in. So it's just... (laughs) They have the final kick in the ding ding. <laughs> I was like, I'll be back, everybody. I get to stay and hang out. And I ran into my car and then never came back. <laughs> it was just not your year. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't. So I guess, it, yeah. But hey, sports and paint, sports and paint, silver lining. Yeah. Happy to yeah. yeah, no, I didn't do that well on sports, I think. You got 35 on sports. Now you oh, didn't get any first or second place favorite opponent votes. I didn't. No, because you're well. Because no, because you still get that. That was a, that was a right. separate thing that they added, and that was exactly the same as your sports, which is they added yeah. favorite opponents. I, so. I think I got some things on my list too. I'm sure. No, well, I, well, I would no, expect but, that. Well, too. no, you got 35, which averages seven a player. So you figure the three yes or no questions are one point a piece, uh-huh. right? Right. So that's three, which means that if you got those on every game, which you should have. That means everybody marked you a four out of five. Right. So you got straight fours yeah. out of five for for sports and then your three things. Now, you could have gotten a couple of fives and then somebody gave you a two. I don't know. But right. you got 35 yeah. out of 40 for sports, which means you got... No, that's not bad. Yeah. No. All right, but that's it. I'm sorry. Now I'm dragging it. We got to go. We totally okay. got to go. Folks, we'll see you in a couple weeks with Kane. Neil, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me on. Thanks again, Neil, and we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at GarageHammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at GarageHammer.net. And you can reach both of us through GarageHammer at Live.com. If you want to help support Garage Hammer, check the support page or the show store on our website or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.